0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All
1: right, is
2: recording?
3: Yep, I'm recording. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys, Andy.
2: Hey now, <laughs> <laughs> Andy, <Ed.
4: laughs> Hey, what's up, guys?
3: All right, this is episode 276, Eagle Drift, with Vincent Offenbeck. All right, Andy, what's going on? You sound a little different today. Uh,
2: I got sent to Mars. You guys not ah, here?
3: I'm, no, oh, they needed help I'm with their helicopter, ship. huh? Really?
2: Yeah, they broke they broke their Haley, so they sent me up there
1: oh man
2: I don't know why I mean I obviously can't fix it they didn't give me any tools I guess (laughs) I'm just gonna look at it maybe
3: look at it give it a little kick
2: I'll be there to you know tip it up when they turn it over
3: tell them what's wrong with it
2: yeah (laughs) no I'm planting beans I'm in the bean field in the tractor making lots of noise
0: that's crazy. It's awesome. All right. Well, we can't do the show like this because this is what drives me crazy about other podcasts. <laughs> I
2: know. <laughs> I'll hang out. I'll be here if you need something. Otherwise, bye. <laughs> All
0: right. Sounds good.
1: It's
2: okay.
3: <laughs> All right. Let's catch up with everyone's week. You didn't have to go that quick. <laughs> no.
0: Well, you basically kicked them off the show. Oh, I guess. <laughs> You're like, I've had
1: it what with up, you, Andy. Shut
0: up, kevin. <laughs> officially orbiting mars andy uh, tells kevin to shut up
1: that's awesome
0: <laughs> all right let's catch up with everyone's week <laughs> let's go first i guess yeah. andy went first <laughs> andy went first
4: yeah Who's i'll best? go ahead and go second all right um well on top of uh working like crazy um i was on discord friday did not sim uh, I was too busy wrenching on the NX4 since the parts had came in that day, so I was, you know, trying to knock out getting everything put together to, you know, at least get a couple flights in this weekend. You know, of course, the usual suspects were in there. Ended up staying up late, you know, talking uh, with uh, Devin McClellan and uh, Steve Shaw. We were on, you know, I think we were the last ones on there. Oh wow. Uh, we were up there pretty late, but um, Saturday morning rolls in. Uh, um, I went ahead and tried to do a test flight to make sure everything I did Friday night worked. You know, see if it worked out well. It took forever to start the NX4. Could not figure out why. I ended up leaning it out about oh, eight or nine clicks, and then finally it started. But it ran like as far as an idle it was just idling like complete shit but it sounded amazing when i uh, flew it so i mean it you know i ended up you know just doing some test pulls and then i went to you know bring it down for a landing and you know so i can go ahead and give it a couple more clicks to see how it does you know try to figure out what's going on with the idle as soon as i hit throttle hole and went to auto it back it had already it stalled. stalled yeah it stalled oh wow so bearing yep I went ahead and finished off the the tank, uh, beating the ever living piss out of it across the street. As soon as I landed, I look over at you know as I'm grabbing the heli and was walking you know back over to the house. I look over, I see the neighbor kids next door. They're just standing on the steps, going, "Wow, they've never mm-hmm. seen an RC helicopter right. of that caliber before." I mean. right? But no uh,
3: mall kiosk, Kelly.
4: Oh, no. absolutely not! I, they they asked a few questions about it and everything, and then took off playing with my kids. So, mm-hmm. um, but I ended up giving uh, Devin McClellan a you know he I ended up shooting him a message, and he ended up calling me. But uh, yeah, he pretty much pointed out you know it was the the rear bearing getting ready to go, and he said it's probably time to just go ahead and uh, either re- just replace that in the ring or both bearings. And he was just kind of giving me some pointers on what to look for, you know, when it comes to different sounds that the engine's making and the sound it's making. Yeah, it's it just sounds really rattly on idle and it's it's struggled to to even stay running, let alone start. So it's gave me a few pointers what to listen for next time. It's I don't think it's going to be anything catastrophic or anything like that. But, you know, I'm not going to fly until I get it fixed. But I did end up ordering some parts for the Drake, finally. Try to get that going. Hopefully the parts come in before Friday. That way I can be on Discord and wrench some more and maybe do some flying on Saturday. And I also just sent the uh, the PayPal for uh, ordering some uh, spare parts for the 420 from the Steve Jordan estate. So I do believe they stuck quite a bit of stuff that didn't sell from that fun fly. Um, not sure you know what all's left and everything, but uh, they they told me that the the 380 420 parts were you know still there, so I went ahead and got that. That way, I've got more spares than what I have. So, and yes. ended up ordering, uh, of course, some bearings last night uh, for both my uh, OS 37 that's in my uh, NX4 and. The OS fifty I've got sitting over here on the bench. Um, that about wraps up my week. Nice, dude. Yeah, I'm doing quite a bit more this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I took, I, I took, yeah, I took a week off from flying. I I had to like decompress from helis for a little bit and take care of a few things. Decompose? Decompress. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Decompose. Decompress. Okay.
4: Uh, oh decompose is a different thing there
0: <laughs> so dude i'll go next since i'm decomposing as we speak here <laughs> um, i simmed on friday night uh-huh. and uh oh, dude I had, a, I had a ball man i got smart about things i went downstairs before eight o'clock and i made two drinks and i brought them upstairs and then i was i was fine i was set it was good to go i actually made a uh a concoction that i've been working on well not i'm working on but i've been thinking about making it's cinnamon whiskey the fireball whiskey and green apple pucker and some other stuff and it tasted like an apple cinnamon apple um but more or less it tasted like christmas and i was telling my wife i was like this drink tastes like christmas and she's like what does christmas taste like and i'm like taste yes. it <laughs> yeah. and she was like yeah you're right I don't know how to describe it other than that. Kevin's Christmas drink. Yeah. I got Kevin's it. Christmas. And I had a standard uh, whatever it is that I usually make with Kettle One. And uh, it was fun, man. I had a good time. I think Rybert was on for a little bit uh, uh-huh. chatting with us because the plank uh, had done Javi- that thing.
4: Yeah, Javier was in on there too.
0: Javier Frank was there, yep.
4: Nice.
0: It was cool. Javier was on for more than five seconds. <laughs> so we got a chance to talk to him until somebody mentioned Nitro, and then that was it. You know, That's how it is, I don't is
3: know. it like, hey, so, yeah, I was on Nitro nation.
0: <laughs> no, he, he hung out for, oh, a, for a little bit. Oh. Yeah, okay. he, he hung out for quite a while. And uh, right, so he doesn't just jet when he starts hearing Nitro, does he? No, no. OK,
1: good.
0: And uh, the sim session was good. I had some fun in the sim session. Didn't really work on anything new. And then I went flying on Saturday with Mike D and Sam Layerson was there. Ricky Cricky showed up kevin johnson and uh it was like planker fest and then psh, i got there and little, heli fest <laughs> yeah and then it was heli fest yeah because i got there a little later because we were doing the interview on saturday uh-huh yeah it was good man i had a great day of flying like it was picture nice. perfect it really wasn't hot really wasn't windy not a cloud in the sky you know at one point i think maybe it did get overcast and then blow off real quick but when i showed up there you know it was Was no clouds at all. So I flew the Oxy 5, man. I got a couple of flights in on that. Probably like three. And uh, I brought the GloGo because I was curious about that since redoing the tail on that. The tail had come apart and I just kind of spun it around and caused, you know, like uh, whatever it was uh, worth of damage. I needed tail blades and kind of redid the whole tail section. And the GloGo flew awesome, man. Flew really good. I must have... I've gone. That was the most nitro I went through ever in a single time flying, and it was probably about a half a gallon. So I got wow. like, So I got like four flights. Yeah, awesome. You know, I wasn't completely coming down empty. You know, because I don't really yeah. want to be. The flight times were getting pretty long, and I just, yeah, I didn't want to like I want to let somebody else fly. You know, so yeah. um, but it was I always good. run out of ideas. Oh, I don't know what to do next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was flying really well. Not bogging at all. I haven't touched the settings on that motor since Rob McClellan set it up like pff, two years ago now, or whatever it is, <laughs> two seasons ago. Wow, not
3: even not even one click. You're like,
1: nope,
3: no, forget
0: it. Yeah, it's just been running great, so I don't I don't really want to touch it at all, man. Yeah. I mean, smoke's coming it. out, you know, and
3: but if you're good and you you feel like it's running good, leave it. yeah.
0: Them. I wasn't sure if you know. If if anything was gonna you know I just wanted to get it in a hover at first you know to make sure because I I didn't know whether it was the one way or it was the it was, it was definitely the tail slider I mean that was kind of yeah. a no brainer once I saw it all apart
3: right and what you're describing how it crashed
0: yeah yeah and then I flew the uh, six ninety and had some flights I got one or two flights on that because uh, it was towards the end of the day and that Any thing's flying doubles? good too man. That I had to re- completely redo, and that's like a – dude, that's like a different helicopter, man.
3: Yeah, it's like freshen up, new bearings and stuff, right? Well, yeah,
0: I had the the bushings in the head where the, where the main grips were sticking out on one side, and I flew it for like <laughs> years like that. <laughs> lopsided. Yeah, lopsided, and then the tail was all redone. The tail – actually, the tail grips themselves, both of them were cracked, like wide open. I don't know how this thing was still flying.
1: Oh my
3: god,
0: wow. you could have shot yeah. a tail blade or something. I mean it's it was amazing that it was actually still you know getting some decent flights in and I wasn't really right. I'm not beating on it, beating on it, but I'm yeah, not because I'm not one of those pilots, but yeah, yeah I'm but not easy
3: you're not either. scared to push that heli and like dig deep when you have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
4: that that's that's worse than my six thirty was and that thing was bleeding rust from all the bearings. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the 630 was bad, but holy hell.
0: The bearings on this were pretty good. Uh There was at one point. No, I think the bearings on this were okay. I still wound up redoing all of the thrust bearings in, you know, on the tail grips and the main grips, you know. A lot of spinny bits. Yeah. And I got to officially thank Scott Graham. And he doesn't even know he helped me out on, on, on Saturday at the field. Because he had when when Mike D did that little trick, on you Steve, mm-hmm. he uh, he let Scott Graham set up his uh, Black Thunder however he wanted. So he had made some changes, and we kind of picked it apart a little bit and looked at what he what setting changes he made, and nice. then we set, made similar setting changes, and we were both yeah. like, "Oh my god, it's flying so much better. It's so much easier. Not easier, but just." The settings made more sense, you know, and he, and, he, and I, I didn't even contact Scott or anything, but you know he talked about this on the show. I'm not really giving away any any Scott Graham secrets or anything like that. It's just a couple of the settings that he made to his style and his agility. He has the agility cranked all the way up and the style down really low. So what you get is you get an agile helicopter with a little bit of cushion. It's 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 really hard to explain. It really helps in flipping, like forward. Like if, if you're coming across the field forward flight and you just flip, you know, do like a forward tumble, uh-huh. it doesn't really lose that much altitude at all. I mean, it's, it flips that much easier. It's just, uh-huh. uh, really interesting. And there was a couple of things, uh, Mike D went like number for number. I didn't really go too extreme because I wasn't sure how I was going to like it, but I wound up changing bank three on every model. Uh, so to those similar settings. And uh, really enjoyed it. Really, I really nice. thought it was it was it was cool, man. I really that's liked awesome. It. Said, and he had some expo changes too. Like I think stock, like it's ten on the tail rotor, and that's kind of how I've always flown it. And no, it's, it's 50, high on the V bar. It's fifty on the. And it's fifty tail. on the. Is it fifty on the tail? One of them yeah. is fifty. Fifty on the tail and it's ten on the head. And it's ten on the head. Okay, so I had it yeah. backwards. So yeah, so I had gone up to thirty on a lot of things, but then uh, I went down to thirty on the tail rotor. As well. Okay. Just, um, I don't know why. Just that was how that was how the settings were, but Mike D loved it too, man. Mike D was like, wow, it's really cranking along good. You know how Mike likes to do those crazy like flips and rolls and stuff. Yeah. Like he's just cornering the sticks, you know, and it'll do this yeah. weird, you know, diagonal flip or
3: something. <laughs> yeah. Off axis roll. <laughs> Which roll, yeah,
0: flip. he's just. I know he knows what he's doing, dude, but man, sometimes he freaking. I'm like, uh, I'm jumping a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was uh, it was a good day at the field, man. A yeah, lot of I was fun. jumping
3: up and down um, when
0: I saw him fly. Yeah. <laughs> you guys saw that, right? That was exciting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last thing I had on here, in case anybody cares, I officially gave my two weeks' notice for my job
3: da, on, da, da, da. Uh,
0: on, on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like two days ago awesome man! congrats
4: congratulations for sure dude
0: yeah thanks man i mean steve um, ian knows but steve knows even more how much uh the job i had was kind of like it was a good job i mean it was really uh i like the company so you were you were done but there was, yeah, done with their, their there was bullshit. a lot of stress yeah. yeah and i mean you know the position i took in florida is more uh like systems analyst and like a lot of desktop, huh? more more cerebral than what I'm doing now, where it's like just go out and fix like a yeah the doors not closing or you know the
3: it's it's cerebral for now, but then it
0: becomes okay,
3: you know, you're just working through issues. That's like you would at this job, you know. Yeah. Now new job,
0: but I think like like right now, and I don't get me wrong, you know, I, I enjoy the troubleshooting side and I enjoy the hands on side of things, but uh, so it's just going to be a different. Challenge, you Almost know, definitely gonna be different, <laughs> and I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. up for it, you know. You have to wear a suit every day. I think it's business casual. Okay, which that's definitely a change. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited. I'm excited I'm moving to Florida. Um,
3: yeah, that's you know, crazy. I didn't,
0: I didn't really want to mention it too much in the last episode because I don't I don't know if any of the guys I worked with listen to the podcast, Some of them know about it, but I don't know if they listen, and I didn't want to like give anybody uh any reason to go, you know, shooting their mouth off, especially because I really didn't. No officially, yeah, yeah, officially. But you know, I passed all my my requirements for it. So
4: uh, I'm almost jelly. Yeah, I and mean, you get like nicer weather all year round.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah,
3: yep. He's gonna have a very hot summer
0: unless there's a hurricane <laughs> or hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. So what have you been up to, Steve? Ah, uh,
3: let's see. So I I did get a chance to wrench on the the Kraken 580. I did a YG-155-amp sapphire installation. um, Nice. And did the whole setup, made a telemetry cable for it, uh, which I got to give it up for for the manual. I mean, the manual is kind of like just a printout, but it has basically a diagram of what you need to have to make a telemetry cable. So they, they sell one, but you can also just make one from the diagram that they have, they, they give you. You don't have to look for it. You know, it's right there, which is pretty dope. Yeah, got that installed, set up. The, the uh, integration is fantastic. Like, at, at no point did I hook up the YG to anything. I just hooked it up to the thing, and I just, you know, went into the programming and programmed the BEC and uh, and everything, and then rebooted right there, and it was, like, good, good to go. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. And then on Saturday... I went and flew, so this is very interesting. Nice. I kind of got my dates crossed up. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, I, I had fun flying. Kind of got my dates mix, mixed up though. So basically, last Saturday I thought was this Saturday coming up. So I thought it was the uh, the event. <laughs> I don't know why. I just for some reason I just forgot what day it was of the week, like oh, number wise. <laughs> so I went to Fluvanna where the where the competition is supposed to be held. And, you know, I, I pull up and I'm
0: like, damn, did, did no one show up?
3: There's only one car here. There's an old couple.
0: And you're like, <laughs> is this what <laughs> I should be expecting?
1: Is this so like,
3: bad? Is, is that? Oh, man. I, I thought competitions like in America was dead, but this is bad. I thought oh, a man. lot of people were supposed to go. Oh, my God. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the car, and I'm just looking at my phone, and I'm, and I'm on the phone, with, actually, with my wife. And I'm like, and I look at it, and I was like, oh, it's next weekend.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs>
3: oh, man. Yeah. Wow. But I get, I got to meet a very nice couple, uh, this, this gentleman named David, and from from the UK, who moved over here quite a while ago. Gave me kind of this, you know, his backstory and stuff, which was awesome. Um, and I flew a couple times, you know, I charged up a, a battery uh, for the 580 because I wanted to check out the, you know, the ESC, make sure everything was good. So I flew that and that flew great. Um, charged up a receiver pack and I flew the uh, 580 um, Nitro and also the black Nitro. And both those are now flying pretty good, you nice. know. Yeah, they're flying, they're flying the black Nitro especially. It's <sighs> I forget how good that thing flies. Like, you know, when it flies good, oh my god, it just brings such a big smile to my face. Such a great helicopter, man.
4: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get mine out. Yeah, it's, 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 it really does,
3: man. But, um, yeah, so after that I, I took a picture of my helicopters and I was like, you know, because I was talking to the, the guy there and he was he was basically explaining that, um, you know, Cliff, is, Cliff mows the lawn here. He's the one who does the event. I was like, oh, I know Cliff, yeah. I'm going to take a picture and, and Send it to him, you know. Text it to him to see if he recognizes the field. I guess you know. Right. And he's like, "Oh, why? Are you, what do you do? I flew out. I'm over at Milton, which is like 20 minutes away." So I'm like, "Okay." So I drove over to Milton, and I actually did a couple more flights there with him. So that was cool. Nice. And then um, and Tang, yeah, dude, nice, that man. kid could fly so good, man. Oh, dude, ridiculous. <sighs> Crazy. <laughs> but then um, after that. I came back home and I was like, all right, time to do some more wrenching on the five eighty. So um I swapped out the black landing gears for white gears. I just like the white gears, more visible. And I went down on the servo size. I went from full size back down to minis. And I had I had a set of minis. I bought a couple sets, you know, over the last couple weeks. And you know, I wanna kinda make this like light and still agile, but like just this weird mix. So Still keeping with the 600, you know, millimeter blade, still in the, you know, the switch 603s, but I uh, went with the BK 5001 mini servos, so I installed those. I also installed the um, the belt tensioner. Okay. It's a very weird, interesting design. How it kind of just like lays on top of it. It's it's interesting. We'll see how, how good it works. I ordered some parts from BKs, and which should be coming soon. This week, sometime before the episode releases, hopefully. And actually, today I ordered some more parts too because I recall um, at Spring Fling I was like my my M1, you know. I, I think uh, I forgot who was gonna fly, but someone's gonna fly. And I looked at it, I was like, oh shit, it's busted! I crashed it, <laughs> never
0: fixed it. Oh, boy!
3: <laughs> so Aww. i was like, all right, all right. So I'm like, okay, I guess so. I remembered that, and I was like, okay, I need to fix this. So I looked, and I was like, okay, I don't have this part, so I have to order. Um, DFC arms basically. So I got those on order with a couple other parts, um, that I know usually go on this heli and I think a set of frames. I think my frames are cracked on that. So (laughs) yeah, Steve, more work to do on the M one, which I need to do that review soon. I need to uh, get that out of the way soon.
0: So, all right. You know, if there was only a device or a way we could record days, like maybe with a grid and numbers, and have the months, the name of the months up oh, at the top man, of the page. That would
3: be really cool. That would be
0: really helpful. That way when there was a, something coming up, you could look at it. Do they
3: have something like that on I Facebook? think so.
0: I think it's called a phone book. Mm, a phone book. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, the phone books are storing fo- people's
4: oh, phone numbers.
0: Those are different numbers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what it's called.
4: Uh, it's called a calendar on your phone. Ah. ah it's a calendar. That's why
0: we have it
3: in here.
4: Or Facebook. There's a calendar on Facebook, too. There is? Yeah, like whenever you uh, say that you're going to an event, it'll save it to your calendar.
3: There's a calendar on Facebook? Oh, God.
4: Yeah, like for... uh, It's it's on the events page, I believe.
0: Oh, I gotta go take a look. I'm gonna call your boss, Steve.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My wife was like...
3: How do you work for a tech company but you can't Google? <laughs> <laughs> like I can Google for work. I just don't Google for personal shit. That's I don't exactly know. what like, I was I thinking. Suck at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: funny. Uh, anyway, dude, that happens to everybody, though, man. That happened mm-hmm. to me once, and I and every now and then I'll think about the hour that I will never get back. And it's one time <laughs> yeah. when I was when I was super, you know, when I was really young, i in my twenties, and I worked at a lumber yard and. It was daylight savings, and the clocks went forward, and we got an extra hour, and I showed up at work an hour early, and I was like, what the hell happened? You know, and I was right out of the army, so I'm thinking, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I guess I was a couple years out of the army, and I'm thinking, shit, is there an attack? You know, are we going to war? You know, there's nobody here. It's like, you know, it's like the apocalypse, and I called my boss, and he was like, you idiot. The clocks went forward last night. I was like, son of a bitch. <sighs> I could have slept in. I don't know how I missed that one. Well, I guess it's better than going around the other way. Yeah. And showing up for work an hour late.
3: Yeah. Imagine if I go to the event a week after it <laughs> happened. It's like, oh, man, what happened to the event? <laughs> that was
0: last week, idiot. <laughs> Ian, that was back in the days when you had to set your clock manually. It didn't automatically set for you.
4: Oh, I know. Trust me. And uh, I, I can't say that I've uh, gone to work early or got ready for work, you know, that early, you know, because of like the time, you know, difference as far as like, you know, yeah, you know, the clock going forward. But I have like uh, woke up in like the middle of the night and just in the sheer trance of waking up, think that the, the clock, you know, said it was, you know, you know, like six o'clock. But really, it was like. Three, <laughs> I looked at it wrong, and it's like shit. I'm late for work. Jump up, get ready, and then I finally see what the the time is, and it's like damn it. Yeah, you, you look outside,
3: it's, like, <laughs> it's dark.
4: Oh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've had that before when I was like really tired. I think I'd pull like an all nighter, and I woke. I think I went to sleep. I woke up in the, at nighttime, but I thought it was daytime, just like that. And I started freaking out, getting ready to go to work, and I was like, wait a minute. I look out the window, like. What what day is it? What time is it again?
0: Oh yeah. man, you guys are in rough shape. Mm. Live oh, no. life. <laughs> I feel so much better about being old. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, so what do we have here? We have an interview, right? We yes. interviewed Vincent Offenbeck. Um, yeah, this was great. We had to do it on a Saturday, which was a little bit, you know, uh, unique for us. But
0: I think we made it work. Yeah, really great guy.
3: Yeah. A yeah, great guy. I learned a lot. Yeah. Let's roll
0: it. Okay.
3: All right. We have a very special interview we want to introduce. Uh, we have Vincent Offenbeck from
5: Eagle Drift Motors.
3: Hi, Vincent. How's it going?
5: Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing great. And it's thank you for a coming. late afternoon for me. Thanks so much for for, for recording this in your early morning. Mm-hmm. I cope with the time difference. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're
3: excited to get you on the show and talk about some motors and stuff. So, uh, first of all, um, where are you located?
5: Uh, our company is, is based in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, our factory is in in Yin, which is in the Jiangsu province, about 200 kilometers uh, west of, of Shanghai. And our office is in Austria. So, we're a pretty international company. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, um how long have you been in the helicopter industry or motor industry, let's say? Well, Ego Drift is celebrating its fifth anniversary on May 26th, so that should be about probably around the time the show comes out, in about a little over a week, and with probably one year of prep work leading up to that, so back in the hobby for six years now, yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. So, six and a half.
3: That's great. Do you
5: fly, or are you just work in the industry? Yeah, I wouldn't call that flying. I've oh, no. <laughs> always dreamt of flying <laughs> helicopters, but mm-hmm. I came to the re- realization that my skills are far from where I'd like them to be, which is probably not that uncommon. But yeah, so i i think my time and our motors are better, sp- better spent uh, <laughs> with people who <laughs> who have more capable, uh, who, have, right. who have more flying skills, more capable hands. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So let's get right into the motors, then,
5: huh? Sure. Let's go. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. <laughs> Eagle Drift is pretty new. You said it's about six years in the making.
5: Five, Um, sorry. Five plus six in the making, yeah. Yeah, five plus a year of, you know, kind of prepping.
3: What kind of got, like, how did this get started overall? Like, you know, where did Eagle Drift come from, Um, you know, as far as, like, the initial conception of this company being built and building motors? Like, were they building motors
1: for
5: other industries and then started getting to RC or something? Yes, yes, and even, even hobby motors before, but it wasn't uh, helicopters. Uh, my, my brother, my partner, Utah, has been in this hobby for, I would say, probably close to 20 years now, and he's been building motors for 18 years and oh. built some of the very best motors in the industry and in the hobby but a lot of the stuff that he did was was uh, for other companies, was contract work uh, that he built them. But he's also somebody people go to and like, okay, I need a motor for this application, and can you design something for me? So he has a vast knowledge of motors, and he's been doing this forever. And EgoDrift is is our joint baby to have a brand of our own. So that's that's how EgoDrift came along. Okay. So awesome. We met up. At, it was six years ago. When, when the two of us met and we instantly, immediately knew we wanted to do something together. And he's been building motors forever and always dreamt of having his own brand. Yeah. I used to have a brand agency back then and always dreamt of having my own products. So it was a match made in heaven and it didn't take long. And then we came out with, uh, with smaller motors first. And then after about one and a half years of development with uh, Khan testing our motors, together with the Spectre because the two of them were co-developed. And after one and a half years, we released the first motor, the 4530HS. And uh, th- yeah, that hit the market, I would say, pretty, <laughs> pretty much by surprise. Mm-hmm. But to this day, I would say it's one of the best motors we have. Awesome. So was it hard to get into the market, like knowing that, you
3: know, Scorpion, Xnova, um, some of these other motor manufacturers kind of dominated the helicopter market these days?
5: I would I wouldn't call it hard because um, I knew that um, what my what my partner Utah was capable of mm-hmm. and the motors sure. he built I and mean, he even has two world championship titles under his belt for car racing motors for example nice okay. um, that nobody knows of and' I can't <laughs> disclose, but I can tell you and he's been building motors for for UAV applications and uh, okay. like huge ones the biggest motors we've built now I think are for uh, there's one with 100 kilo promoter thrust there is another one that is i think is 200 there's a one ton takeoff weight uh, (gasps) so yeah that's that's like 50 55 inch props and props yeah really really for those kinds of applications so you need Uh to build those as well Damn. yeah Yeah, damn
3: that's pretty crazy yeah, oh, it's, how it's, big is those motors? they got to be huge, right? The stator's got to be huge. They're not What's
5: actually that big. That the beauty of brushless motors, you can actually pack a lot of power in a small mm-hmm. package. Nice. So those motors, I would say they're like 30, 30 centimeters. It's a 150, the 100 kilo is a 150-50 stator. Mm-hmm. So 15 centimeters wide and... Five centimeters. High. That's that's pretty
1: that's,
5: <laughs> it's pretty big. It's pretty big. That's a forty-eight to sixty-inch propellers. So that's right. that's delivers quite quite a bit of thrust too. Yeah, I bet. So your motors are called Tengu, right? Yes. Where, where did that name come from? <laughs> we, we basically we, we were thinking about a name, uh, <laughs> and we take a lot of time to find names. Iguatuit finding the name Iguatuit took us a whole year. Sure. So that's part of the of the, the I time mean, I'm gonna ask.
3: I, I'm gonna ask how you got that name too. So.
5: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna explain to you. And actually, there's you you guys made a reference in one of your last podcast shows uh, about you know going out there and flying to just you know leave the world behind. Yes. And ego drift is pretty much that. It's it's the sensation of when you know you just pack your stuff in the car, you go to the field, uh, and you fly. And the moment you you lift off, everything just falls off of you.
3: It just drifts away. And this is right. the good right.
5: sensation, yeah. Very nice. So the Tango, we were looking for something, and there was a Chinese, a Chinese mythical creature. Don't ask me, as an Austrian, how I got to a Chinese mythology, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but well, I was researching uh-huh. funny, cool names, and there's something called a Changgu. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And it's supposedly it's a black dog that eats the the, the moon during a lunar eclipse. Oh uh, wow! And you have to, like, beat it away, which sticks to, to, <laughs> okay. to... yeah You see what I got there. Uh-huh. And then I was thinking that, you know, the, the, the Tengu, the Japanese Tengu is somewhat related. The Tengu sounded a lot catchier.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And Tengu just immediately, immediately stuck.
3: Yeah.
5: Nice.
3: So, we noticed that um, there's some different series you have. You have an HS and an HT series. Can you kind of go about what the differences are?
5: Okay. <clears throat> so... To explain that, give me just a couple minutes of explaining the basics yeah. of, of how to build a motor and how not to build a motor. So, <laughs>
3: Okay, perfect.
5: The easiest thing to do is build a powerful motor. We always joke that this is like every idiot can build a strong motor, but the difficult part in motor building is building an efficient motor. Right. The HS motors were built with exactly that in mind, to give you all the performance you can get, but at the same time run super efficient and super cold, so they... Usual like landing temperature for those motors is ninety degrees, ninety five degrees, which is nothing. Yeah, and it shows that the same the motor at the same time can output I don't know I think it's like eleven and a half kilowatts of, of peak power, and that's the official rating. The unofficial one is like it's even higher. Sure. Uh, yeah. So a motor delivering that kind of that kind of power running that cold, this is something that is very very hard to achieve and requires a lot of balance and a lot of uh, experience to do that. But, so we built that motor and gave it to Khan Poonoy to test in his Thai ambient. This is like 100, 110 degrees mm, somewhere yeah. there. And wow. this is like uh, putting the motor to the stress and putting it in, in hands such as Khan is mm-hmm. not known to treat them very, you know, carefully. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, so smacking, smacking the crap out of it in Thai summer heat. Um, and he landed that motor at uh, seventy degrees, seventy degrees Celsius. Wow. That be five. Wow. There's a hundred and forty-five, hundred fifty, and that was the moment. I was like, okay, this motor now is, is 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 ready for release because this motor. If any kind of regular pilot will land it with, probably ninety degrees, mm-hmm. ninety-five degrees, a hundred tops. Yeah, which this is all like very acceptable ranges. Yeah. Well, there's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's only a forty-five thirty motor that you can land with 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. I urge you to go out there and test it. You're not going to find many. But the downside to building you know, such a perfect motor from, from a technical standpoint was that Khan, you know, crapping, let's say flying the crap out of the motor, got three and a half minutes of flight time out of it. Okay. And the regular duration of tournament flights, as you all know, is three minutes. So there were 30 seconds of unneeded battery life.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Which so means what you did did get more power is, out of it. <laughs> yeah, we tweaked it to be less perfect, uh, mm-hmm. to be a little more on the nasty side and, and give it even more power. And the, the 4530 HD now is, is officially rated, I think, as 13.3 kilowatts, but it can do far in excess of 14. So that's... Yeah, and it's gonna get like two fifty-five to 305, like this this kind of range. But you still let's say a regular pilot landing this motor will still bring it down with the same temperature as the HS, so somewhere around like 90, 200 degrees. Fahrenheit, that is, not Celsius Fahrenheit.
3: Yeah, Fahrenheit, yeah. which is very low. Like wow. Yeah, you're
5: gonna see the here, same temperature in Celsius, Celsius ranges from other right. motors. So let's say this yes. is just let me point out this is Fahrenheit. Yes, that's a good call yes. out for sure. So the H T series, um the H T series is is the more power oriented version of the two is not a successor and it's not a uh, batter by any means it's, it's just a different motor the hs will give you the perfect balance of flight time and power and the hd sacrifices some of the efficiency to put out even more power and that's um, yeah that's like 15 20 percent wow Great. there is small there are, there are small hd motors but maybe should we should talk about that a little later because on the smaller the smaller motors that we have right now, they're, they're only available in an HS version. And we just made one HT version that we released with the uh, Kraken 580. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that motor is a different motor, really, than the HS. So the difference is not just the wind, it's really a different motor. And now we have a full a full set of HTs coming in the 40 size 40 status size ranges. So 4025, 4035. Yeah, those are going to get HD upgrades as well. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So let me just one yeah. before I forget that. So the, uh-huh. the, the main the main use cases for the HD it was built for for masterclass hardcore max 3D pilots in, in mind, um, but also if it's 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 good for 760 800 size, like stretch kits 800s um, heavy and or multi rotor head setups.
1: Mm-hmm. And the state, last, yeah. the
5: last category is probably the one that's <laughs> that fits most people in the flightless motor is what I call the, the power aficionados. You know, like, I want that power. If I might not even need it, so I, mm-hmm. I would say honestly, I know very very few people who can take the HT to its limit. But it's you know it's you, it's a nice to have if you you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Right.
5: Right. Yeah. yeah, because we can. Like, yeah. Exactly. It's, <laughs> exactly
3: doesn't matter if we need it or not. Why not? We can.
5: Yes. Yeah.
3: Looking at the the Eagle Drift site, we noticed that there's some motors that are model-specific and also flight competition-specific, F3C
5: being one of them. Um, And there's also a scale collection. A scale collection,
3: collection, yep. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah. Like about one and a half years ago, uh, I came up with the idea of making one of these, and but by now, one of the scale motors is one of our most selling motors. So there's there's definitely a, a market for these as well. Um, but um, the model-specific ones are mostly sh- specific KV ranges, specific shaft versions. Let's say the TDF, for example, right. has, mm-hmm. has, a, um, has a specially – what's the word? Um it's a, a shaft, shaft, With the right? bevel, the bevel oh, in the okay. end yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. to insert it.
3: Okay, all right. So that's where those model-specific mo- um, motors come from.
5: Exactly. Is there... there is there is a six ninety. There's one for the logo six ninety, for mm-hmm. example, and the, the logo six ninety is, is very easy to, to to break the the mechanics of the of the heli. <laughs> so we made okay. a motor that would just have exactly the amount of power that this can still sustain. And it's like I think it was a spot landing somewhere five five point five kilowatts. Um, so it's it's just Weak enough, or it's just strong enough, but still weak enough uh, to fit the logo 690. So we make some special models. And the one thing that we've done since the beginning is to make custom wines, and we we do these for free and with no extra charge, and usually within 24 hours. So if you come wow. up to us and say, "I need a 4525 with I don't know 390 kv," and we're gonna check with the team at the factory, they're gonna say, "Okay, we're gonna make a test wine." And then tell you that the KV is probably like the options are 382 and 394. And then you can pick one of these and then usually next day they're ready for shipping.
3: Yeah, so that's another thing. Um we noticed that looking up your motors, they're all hand
5: wound? Yes.
3: And so you so because of that, you know, you folks can
5: do custom rounding, which is exactly. fantastic. Exactly. Yes. It's well, it's something we do anyways. And, mm-hmm. okay, it is a little, a little bit of an extra effort that is needed to, to, to you know, test it and wind it. But as all our motors are hand-wound, it's, not usually, it's usually not a big, a big deal for us. Okay, like you need something custom, we can do it for you and just give it for you as a special service at no extra cost.
3: And that's fantastic, yeah, for no extra cost, that's big. Um, looking at your motor sizes, is the 45-30 the biggest motor you make?
5: There is a 50-40 as well. Oh, a 50 is just put into a 2.8 meter Apache flown by our team pilot Walter in Austria, who's done doing like 3D or light 3D acrobatic shows with his 2.8 meter Vario Apache.
3: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's
5: driven by a 5040. I would really like to see this as well, just for testing it, the motor in in a speed heli Mm
1: -hmm.
3: to
5: see that. Yeah, but 45, 30. The 4530 HT, in my opinion, is all the power you need on a 700 or even 800. Um, they they run just fine. They have plenty of power to drive all that. So yeah. I, for for anything that is not vastly heavy or, or huge, mm-hmm. a huge, the 4530 HT is gonna give you all the power you need. There is a model-specific one that we did for the for the Mikado logo 800 and the Extreme. There's a 4530 okay. HT with 380 QV for 14S. Yeah. So that's, this is usually enough, way, yeah. way, way more than enough. Right.
3: Awesome. With the flight competition-specific motors, the F3C stuff, like what makes them better for F3 or for competition?
5: The reason that we put this category there for F3C is that F3C is usually in a very very specific KV range so mm-hmm. right i think the new the new standards are like 520 540 KV, yeah. uh, and this is mainly to make them to, to be able to find them more easily okay but there are some there is a there was a first semi-ht version that we did for the 4035 because uh, we have japanese pilots and Masatoshi iso and and, and mm-hmm. the crew around him that have tested our F3C motors. They tested uh, the 4035HS. They tested a f- uh, 4525, which would be the, the, the Western option, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, but the Japanese, they have a preference for very, very light, very precise, very agile. I would even say slightly underpowered machines. Okay. To makes them ultra controllable. Mm-hmm. So they went with the 40, uh, 4035 option. Right. Which is a little too small a motor for like 760 blades. I mean, it works, and it's going to get a little warmer, but yeah. the Western alternative to that is usually slightly heavier machines with slightly more mm, more power to them, and the option for right. these pilots would be the 4525, but the 515 Kiwi that we have, the standard entry-level 4525 HS515 is pretty much spot-on perfect for that use, so there need mm-hmm. there, is, there was no need to make a special model for that.
3: Okay, so this is more for like, so you're making models specific for even regions, right? Like, like you're saying, the Tokyo folks, um, the Japanese folks, like to run a, a smaller motor, um, just because of their flying style or you know the way that they want their models to weigh. So that's interesting.
5: Yeah, I'd say with with the perfect candy store, you know, just <laughs> just tell us what you want and we'll build it. There's a good <laughs> chance build it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's great that like you're not just offering them. Um, these like to a one-off customer that you're building these custom motors but you're actually like well there might be a market for this so let's put it on our website and see who else wants them
5: exactly and it's all about making making it easier for people to get the motors because you could just see the the 4035 hs 560 kv model and think okay um if i had a five if only i had a 520 that would be perfect i could slap it in my heli and be be done with it and i can Mm -hmm. uh, contact them and ask them and or I could just put a 520 KV version on the website and spare you all the trouble.
3: Yeah, uh, this would be perfect actually for for our uh, other host that's not here, Andy. He he likes to run low head speeds, and you know, usually if he can't find a, a good gearing option, then he looks at KV option, of course. So.
0: Well, while we were talking about really quick there about custom customization, I was curious if. There was a difference between like European and American trends uh, in motors,
5: if at all. Any? Um, I have a very clear observation for that, or let's say a guess, let's call it an educated guess. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: Um, One of the key differences in our motor recommendations versus some other motor manufacturers probably recommending. Uh, is that I always believe that 4530 would be the the better suited stator class for 700s. And so in Europe, where we've been, we do been where we have a couple of years now of head start, the motor size that is commonly used from our from our range for 700s is, I would say, an 80 percent, 90 percent, 4530. Okay. And in the U.S., where where people probably have less direct contact or had less direct contact with us in the past um and they didn't get all the talking you know like okay try this because of that um there's more intrinsical like going to forty five twenty five from what they were used to before okay if that makes any sense yeah that's
0: interesting because usually the americans are like the more horsepower
5: Exactly. So that's ask Greg, for mm-hmm. example. Greg is is our Mr. H T because like he if there's an H T he's gotta have it. And I feel him like I, I can totally relate if I have this mm, gear acquisition syndrome kind of like I want the most powerful, I want the best just because <laughs> right. just because. Cool. So yeah, and I think if you try the forty five thirty and just a couple extra grams of weight, you is easily offset by the additional power that comes with the largest stator.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And on
5: top of that, the larger stator actually gives you more physical space to distribute the heat and to dissipate the heat. Sure. So they run cooler. And as o- I've also always had the observation that the larger motor, like think American big block, okay, and you have a, a, yeah, a 4.8 four, four liter machine. You mm-hmm. can easily take 800 horsepower from that car and not to do the same on the smaller motor. You're yeah. going to stress that motor a whole lot more. Sure. Yep. So if you take a 4525 and a 4530 and you go anywhere above light to medium 3D, the 4530 is actually even going to give you more flight time despite being the bigger motor. And it's actually because of it, the fact that it's a bigger motor and the bigger stator and the the higher magnets, they develop mm-hmm. a lot more power and this with that power it drives the whole rotor head with more ease, yep. thus consuming less energy.
0: See, that's the that's the common denominator to what I've seen in Europeans. Versus American, like, uh, the Europeans usually go for the more efficient, the less energy. Um, that's 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 what I've usually seen. And the Americans are like, yeah, just send it uh, as much power as we want. You know, I'm not worried about a couple of grams, you know, this and that type of yeah. thing. I, I
3: yeah. I lose talent after two-minute flights, so I don't care about long flight times, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs>
5: So good thing with our with our motors now. Actually, you can have both. You can have the the the, the big power and at the same time have an efficient motor. So, mm-hmm. I can tell you just a small story from from one of our pilots who is the the Austrian F3N champion and he uh, he was at the competition where at the same time they had the F3C competition there. And while he's not an F3C pilot, he took his stock T-Rex 700 with the 4530 HS510 uh, unmodified. You know, it's the F3N machine, and he flew the F three C program and after you know the whole program there were two thousand two hundred milliamps missing from his packs. So he could have flown the same program twice without recharging. Wow.
4: Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome.
5: (laughs) That's quite an interesting idea because a 10 minutes flight time if you're not like pushing hard 3D, it's easily achievable with that motor. But the 4525 can do the same. It's also very powerful, but I believe that generally the 4530 is the better motor, even if the 4525 has enough power. But it's just so endlessly more forgiving, and you can't really set up wrong. And it's always going to have enough reserves to get you out of a close situation. Let's call it that. Yeah. Interesting.
4: To say, um, are there any sizes of uh, motors that. Uh, You'll be releasing soon, or, or is there something new coming out with uh, Ego Drift?
5: Yes, there is. Who gave oh. who gave that away? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <wouldn't>. Ah, <laughs> uh, but as I said before, there is the forty twenty five and forty thirty five HT motors coming now. Huh? So those are built... A little opposite to the to the larger ones, where the HT was really trade off between efficiency, or let's say efficiency and power, is actually wrong because the HT is the 4530 HT. It is the more efficient motor because it cranks out so much more power compared to the additional power it consumes. So it's actually even more more efficient than the HS, but it's going to result in less flight time because you're just using more of that power. And on the smaller motors, the 4025 HD and the 4035 HD, those are for one, uh, to, to to a part for power, but also to, to bring the cooling down a bit. Because on the larger motors where you'd see like 90 to 100 degrees, uh, you'd probably be seeing maybe up to 140, 150, 130 on the smaller ones. Uh, because one of some of the cooling features that we were able to implement in the bigger ones couldn't be done in the smaller ones before, and also the the winds were a little different, and at the same time they were built to be very powerful. Yeah, so this if you've flown one of the of the forty twenty five HS motors, you, you know that they're like super powerful. They tend to run a little warmer, but there's just plenty enough power. So we tweaked it just a little bit and made it made them run cooler a bit. So that's, yeah, should be, should be released soon, I think. Okay.
4: That's
3: awesome.
5: Have any of you guys flown our motors yet? No.
3: Oh, I'm interested, though,
4: now. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested as well. <laughs> um,
3: really, just because Eagle Drift is fairly a new brand in the US, as far as I've heard, right? Like, I probably've only started hearing about Eagle Drift maybe about a year ago, or maybe like late 2019. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I primarily fly the Xnova and Scorpion brands, just, that's what I have. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to try a couple of your motors now.
5: Have you talked to Ricky? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did he say?
3: (laughs) He loves your motors. He definitely does. Um, you know, he, he has none but great things to say about it. Um, so, and that's part of the reason why I want to try it, you know? As I hear more and more about it, it kind of sparks the interest in seeing, let's see, you know, I mean, you're, the claims of the temperature stuff, like, that's big for me. And that's part of the reason why I kind of went from X Nova back to to Scorpion, and then I kind of went back to Xnova, <laughs> because the Scorpions run very hot. I mean, they're still good, but they run very hot. And the X novas are better, they run cooler, but, you know, um it's not bad to try different things. You then. should
5: you should give them a try. Let me make this yeah. like really really easy for you. Because <laughs> something we've we've come up with it's already two or three years ago.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Is
5: our 100 percent satisfaction guarantee?
1: Okay.
3: So you can
5: buy the motors, fly them for thirty days, and if you don't like them, you give them back, and you get the money back. Oh, so wow. there's no risk involved. Yeah,
3: that is. That is. So
5: wow. After the first, I would say, uh, first year that we really have uh uh-huh. the the motors came out in in fall 2018, mm-hmm. and I think the first time they were shown in the US was with Khan at Urche.
1: Yeah.
5: So if you recall the 2018 show by Khan at Urche, that was that was all Tango Motors. When the spectre was just brand new and the spectre was mm-hmm. developed on these motors and these motors were developed on the spectre so that's that, you know it was a natural logical choice to to have them both demo the dircher mm-hmm. and i'd say half a year after they came out like there was not a single negative feedback i ever got about our motors so i came up with the crazy idea say okay like we give people 30 days of flying the motors and like using them soldering all the connectors going out there the only thing we exempted from that is crashes. And if sure, you don't yeah. damage it too hard, like well, we might even talk about that. But it <laughs> has yeah. even a page dis- describing it so there's no, no strings attached. You can just buy it and then uh, try it. And if it's 40 days, well, so it's 40 days, who cares? But we've never, ever gotten anybody uh, giving back a motor in, the, in this time. There were two cases of that. One had bought a wrong motor. Okay, no problem. We exchanged that. Uh, and the other one had, I think, a crashed I don't know it crashed the, crashed the motor. so but, like, but there's nobody who has not been happy with the motors, and we've been having, having that for like three years now.: Excellent.:
0: Yeah, I really have not heard of the brand either. I mean I, I fly the same helicopters for all last year, really didn't look at you know what options were out there. But, uh, this is great to have you on the show because it's a new company. I never, never really knew anything about the, the motors or the company until I was talking to Ricky to one day. Yeah. He loves your motors and he's not easy on motors for that's for sure. (laughs) No, no, the way he flies is very, he's hard collective at times,
3: very hard collective and aileron and stuff. Yeah. He's, he's hard on the, the drive
0: systems. Yeah. (laughs) For sure.
4: I, I've heard of the brand, you know, for like the past couple of years, but nobody in my area, you know,
0: had. And that's
3: a thing, right? That is yeah. the hard part. You got to get people in the area to fly it, what so, you know, like, you know, most of the people I know I deal with are are ex nova Scorpions, so that's the brand that I end up buying, right? So
4: yeah, and that's that's, like, yeah, that's, that's cute. cute the only person mm-hmm. uh locally that flies the motors is uh keith and that wasn't until recently
3: so yeah he just recently started trying them out right oh yeah yeah i think cool. i'll definitely give this a try um i'm doing some changes to my 580 anyways recently like i'm, I'm switching over to a yge sapphire on there um so i don't mind i'll, I'll take the X Nova lightning i got off of it and I want to give your 1190, um, 4035, is it? Yeah, 4025 a try.
5: 4025 HT is the it's the success yeah. one. Yeah. There's, now it's going to be a 4025. Well, I can I can spill some beans. There's going to be a 4025 HT with a 550 KV. There's going to be a 1050 nice. KV. Ooh, that's what
3: I need to talk about, actually, because <laughs> I'm going 7S with my setup. So I do need a
5: little bit lower KV or I have to change my opinion. So. Yeah. No, it's all going to be there. And th- we're going to have the custom wines for those smaller ones as well. So yeah, awesome. Yeah.
3: Um, your 30 day money back guarantee type of deal, um, that's now obviously going directly through EagleDrift.com, right? I just want to make sure yeah. people are clear. Because
5: I know we could get your motors. Can we get them from HeliDirect?
3: I think it's your authentic. HeliDirect
5: is our, our new American distributor. Yes. Yeah. And um, I, I haven't talked to them yet, but. Uh, I'm sure that we can we can uh, handle these cases if they can go through handle direct just as much. Sure, I'll we're very Perfect. confident because, you know, the two motors we ever got back was was both probably um, uneducated purchases. Somebody having bought the wrong yeah, motor, right? One was wrong the,
3: KV maybe, yeah.
5: Yes, one was wrong KV, one was the wrong shaft option.
3: Okay, uh, those
5: that were makes easy sense. swaps.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I think one motor ever had some kind of issue, or one or two. But that's it. So that's we have. We're in the very lucky position that we barely have any support cases at all. That's great. Yeah. So if if some if somebody has a problem, we're usually very quick and very very easy to just fix it and say okay, there you go. For sure. Yeah. But can I just get, come back to one cue that you that you gave me before? That you said there's like it comes down to to having people in your area to fly, yeah. fly our motors and demo the motors, answer questions, and help people with selecting right. the right options. So. Ben, ben Key, our team manager, mm-hmm. has put, has now put together a team of uh, I think it's 15 now in total, and there's still two names to be added to that list over the next coming. Well, I would say probably a week. Uh, and we've we've made we made sure that they were spread as as much as possible over the whole country. So we have uh, Keith in Missouri, we have Greg in Arizona, we have Donnie in California, and, and um, Chris in South Carolina. Now we have Patrick McEwen in Indiana. Jason Muevillan mm-hmm. is in Michigan. Jesse is in, mm-hmm. in Michigan as well. Uh, we have Jimmy in Utah, so it's really spread. <laughs> we have Jordan, Mike. So uh, yeah, this. Nice. Ricky, Ricky, <laughs> Jeff, and in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. We have Chad in, in Texas and Jimmy in Pennsylvania. So there's still a few a few blank spots on the map, but mm-hmm. I think we've we've yeah we've done a lot for for getting the some coverage for Tango Motors. Because the one thing that that has been the the factor to get people to try the motors is, is, is well talking to people who have flown them, um, mm-hmm. having seen them and touched them afterwards. So this is right. Try that if you if you can touch a motor after flying, um, then you know that it's not it's not burning energy anywhere. It's, if, you, if you can hold right, your hand efficient. on it, yes.
3: it's efficient. Right. it's efficient.
5: It's the right. easiest, the cheapest test. I always tell people go out there and get some, some temp guns because they're like 25 bucks and
1: mm-hmm.
3: the best yep.
5: best value for money you can get the two new motors because if you see that there's excessive motor temperature usually something is wrong with the settings.
3: Yeah, maybe timing or
5: something's off, right? It's mostly timing. One thing that I should put out maybe just to put it on air that the, the the first thing for all the HS motors is take down the timing because the, the default timing on a lot of ESCs be it hobby Wing for example mm-hmm. is 15 degrees and the timing that usually works best on the hs is nine and okay. if you run a, a, an hs motor on 15 chances are it's going to get hot because the Sorry. timing is going to work actively against the motor
1: mm-hmm.
5: trading resistance and, and basically breaking it down so so yeah go with nine on the timing that's usually the best starting point and it's usually the end point for most people the ht's run on 15 they can take 15 but the hs just run them on nine you're gonna have plenty of power motor is going to run much cooler and does much more reliable, more efficient, puts much much less strain on the whole system. Sorry, please.
3: No, no, that's very interesting that you brought that up with timing. Because um, I, I would believe, yeah, the pros, you know, a lot of the pros would go in there and mess with the timing and try to get the most, uh, most efficiency, most power out of the motors. I think for the general users, uh, general pilots out there, we just leave everything on auto timing. And I'm curious how that would play with like your 4025, your H you know HS series motors, especially.
5: I have a love-hate relationship with auto timing. <laughs> from, a, <laughs> okay. from a user perspective, uh-huh. I love the idea of auto timing. Sure. Because set, it it's, it. You it's it. set it, forget it. You yeah. don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. From a software background perspective, I sure. would love auto timing because it could give you the option to to find a dynamic, uh, reactive, kind of a setting curve that is adaptive and will always give you the best timing for every, each kind of uh, speed the motor is running or each situation is running in each application. Sure. There's one downside, though, and that happens, especially on ESCs where you have no option but auto timing. Mm-hmm. If this curve that is pre-programmed into the ESC doesn't work for any kind of combination of components setup, yeah you're usually screwed. Right, that actually comes. That actually brings up another question.
3: Have you? Do you folks do testing with different brand ESCs to test yeah. compatibility? But yeah, sure. Uh, and have you found ever like an ESC brand that worked, let's say, better or not so well with your motors?
5: Well, the one thing that we've usually—it's um, this—the this, question is similar to to the question I get a lot, like which EC brand do you recommend? Right. Yeah. And the question, the, the answer I usually give is that Hobbywing is usually a rather decent option because value for money, they they, they, they perform mm-hmm. really well. We've seen it on, on Khan's helis and Kenny Cole's sure. helis. Yeah. Uh, it's been performing, you know, under heavy stress and reliably. Um, yeah, so those, those tend to be a good option. Uh, Controlling ESCs also tend to work rather well. They do tend to run a motors, I would say, 10 to 20 degrees hotter. Okay. Way. But the governor, I think, is is, is, is very solid on the Controlling ESCs. Mm-hmm. The, the price tag is something else.
3: <laughs> For sure.
5: Um, yeah. yeah right. uh, what we've been having a lot of success with lately are the YGE ESCs. Getting a lot of very very good feedback from our pilots who use the YGE ones.
3: Nice, I'm, I'm making know, the switch over to YGE, so that's yeah. very good to hear.
5: Yeah, that's yeah. So we've Christian in in Hungary and um, Romeo Oscar up in Canada, and so the, those two two of the names that come to mind. And Andy, they fly YGEs and they have they have really great results with them. Uh, Luis in Spain as well. Yeah, so YGEs I would say is is, is trendy right now, and, and I'm... From the accumulated feedback, I'd say is a good option as well. Uh, We have Lucas in Poland flying flying Scorpion. We have a lot of pilots flying Scorpion ESCs, and those are also running very well. Okay. Uh, The integrated governor, the ESC governor, is actually is even what I hear is actually even working better than the other one. Okay. So that's those. Yeah. Our motors work with almost any ESC out there. I think there's one or two of the four batches of the old. Contronic jives, the small ones. Okay. That output a weird error message that even Contronic denies its existence. You know, like this, <laughs> this error message doesn't exist okay. I have proof it's here on three different DSCs in the same order combination.
1: Sure, but sure.
5: <laughs> that's the only the only issue that I'm aware of Which uh, and I think it was a colliery no, it was Jive Jive one twenty, was it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or 80. Yeah, I think primarily in,
0: that I've seen in America a lot of people running the hobby wing or the scorpion. He's,
3: he's Having been some older yeah. folks might be running yeah. Castle. Have you done any testing Castle. against
5: Castle? Castle works as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we have we have 15 pilots in the US now. We have around 20 pilots in Europe, plus some in Asia, and they fly all, all types of very vari- of, of of various components and setups and combinations. Mm-hmm. And that's actually very very valuable for us because we get a lot of feedback from a, yeah. a lot of different right. You know. Yeah.
3: Sure. And, uh, That that stuff is definitely helpful. You know, I mean, can't expect a company to buy every single ESC and test every single ESC
5: that they make. You know, so you couldn't.
3: Yeah, how many so how many to... lights
5: we we have to put in? Into, right, into, you know, right. <laughs> we probably have like three or four people who, uh, where well, we do because Khan and Kenny like those pi- those level yeah. pilots. They they train every day, and it's yeah, if you're living in, in Thailand like like mm-hmm. Khan is, and you have 110 degrees outside, and you get up at four in the morning, you drive to the field, you start flying at five, and then when eight when the sun comes out, you have to you have to get out yeah, again because it's just right. too hot for you <laughs> and you come back in the evening when it starts to cool down but just before the sun goes goes out yeah, yeah well, so no. that's but that he's he's training on a daily basis a couple and yes, so we have a lot of stress testing by these pilots. But let's say the the how how well the motors work with all the combinations, which settings work best on which combination, okay. on which ESC with which motor. All this information is is gathered. Well, I gather most of this information, and then I well digest it and and make my my conclusions from that.
3: Awesome. Kind of rewinding a little bit back, um, I never got a chance to ask this question. What does HS or HT stand for?
5: Like high speed you... and high torque. Ah, there you go, that makes high sense. High speed and high torque. Yeah. Yes.
3: And then kind of just talking about the branding itself.
5: Um, how did like how did you come up with the Eagle Drift logo? That's that was my agency's doing back then. Okay,
3: It's a very I unique had... logo. Um, you know, but you kind of see the E and the D in there.
5: You see the E and the D. It's not obvious at first, but when you look yeah. at it for a little, yes, it's, I really love that. That's, uh, Gregory, our art our director, did that back in 2016, you know, 2016 when we came up with the name early 2016, and he, he designed that. I was like, yeah, it's just, it was a no brainer. Uh
3: huh. Awesome. Yeah.
5: And then, um,
3: with the, obviously, with the Eagle Drift, um, name and the, the logo, um, how did you folks come up with like the design on top of the motor, the, the, the
5: sticker, sticker bomb.
3: bomb? Yeah.
5: Well, I always loved sticker bombs, uh-huh. and somebody came up with the idea like we should we should do a sticker bomb, and what if we did a sticker bomb? And then I sat down and like, okay, how there, there has to be some kind of of a generator to do a sticker bomb. Um, you know, I was picturing some web applications, you Just go there, just to drop in a couple of files, and it's just right. No, there isn't. But there is something <laughs> in Illustrator that allows you to 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 create tiles. Sure. And so I just sat down and played around with it, and I well, really liked the, the result. And then I sent it to to Utah, and you saw Utah, well, just as a surprise, he slapped it on the motors, and it worked. Just it worked perfectly.
3: Awesome. What about the scale collection one? Because that has a very unique, very steampunk kind of type of design on top.
5: Yeah. That's that's something because I pictured that the that the scale the scale builders might enjoy something a little more classical maybe.
1: Sure. Uh,
5: so I thought that okay why why don't we honor what they do because there's a lot of skill involved in building these have a lot of respect for that mm-hmm. uh, time dedication money so this yeah there's something that I wanted to give them something as well so I came up with the idea of making a scale collection and treating them to a special design that's just for the scale machines. Uh, that would fit into the whole builds nicely, although you mostly can't even see the motor. But let's say, knowing it's in there, yeah. it's like having the power, you know, this in there. Sure. Yeah, so we made special Kiwi versions. We made the special shafts, they're longer for the scale models, mm-hmm. um, and and made a special design to make it more classic. I'm, I'm digging the designs, very um, like timekeeper,
3: you know, like time watches, old school watches and stuff. Right.
5: Thank you. I'm. Um, Partly responsible for that.
3: <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what other questions do you guys have? I think we covered things pretty good. I want to ask: Was there any? Uh, was there any feedback, positive or negative, from other motor manufacturers for starting a <laughs> business like this, or or was it just you never heard from them at all? Yeah. Or can you not
5: talk I, about that? <laughs> I told you I, no, I, can, I, can, I can talk about anything. The, uh, I told you that Utah has been in the motor industry for well, almost 20 years now. Right. And so uh, I, would cons- I would imagine that the other motor manufacturers probably knew who they were up against. Okay. And yeah. they might have been not overly fond of us entering the market knowing who was behind the, the technical right. component of them, of the motors. And yeah. So,
0: okay. I, yeah.
5: I wouldn't expect them to be happy. Come on. Would you be happy if there was right. competition? That does say a lot for the motors though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I would think that, you know, a little competition can't hurt and it's good for the hobby. It's right. great it's, for the hobby. I yeah. think it,
3: drives you know innovation right so it's going to push you know eagle Drift's going to push xnova and Xnova's pushing scorpio you know so like just in Absolutely. general everyone's going to be pushing each other and the customers are going to get the best value out of it right we're going to get the best motors at the best price point that you guys could you know all the companies can make their motors for and sell them for to be um profitable and and you know to make sure that they last right like the company stays around um so I think it's great that there is competition and, you know, I think it, it's also good for folks to have that option. Like, you know, for the longest time, it's kind of like, to me at least, it's you're either on the Scorpion side or you're on the Xnova side. Like, yeah, there's some other motor brands out there. And and but really, when it comes down to the heli industry, what we, what we see out there, it's, it's those two main brands. And I love that, that there's a third brand now, you know, kind of. Peeking in, saying, "Hey, I'm here too. <laughs> we got more choices, you know. Come, come, check out what we got." So, I, I love that, and I'm sure it's pushing the other companies to try harder, and and, and you know, in turn, pushing you to try harder too.
5: So,
0: uh, I did look on the Helly Direct website and just looking at motor options uh, of all manufacturers and their prices, and you know, Ego Drift kind of falls right in between, you know, everything. they the reasonably pl- priced and um they're not on the high end, they're not, you know, on the Yeah, we're way, end, so. we're way too cheap.
5: We're way too cheap. From so. from what
3: yeah, I mean from what I'm hearing about being hand wound, um Yeah, right. It could be could be you know, made to order at the same price, like your yeah. your customer service and your, you know your warranty, right? Like you're guaranteed more. It's not even a warranty, you're guaranteeing that people will like it or get your money back. You mm-hmm. know, that stands a lot, you know. Um you know, when, when you say, um, um, you know, like, we, when I don't know who this person is, you know, you, like, sure, you tell me he, he's been in the helicopter motor industry for a long time, which is great. And I think I, that that's something I've seen a lot more recently, or maybe I'll just pay more attention to, you know, part of the reason why I'm switching to YGE is because, like, I know that there's certain developers that went that were working for Contronic went to IG and they brought some of their innovation and stuff there too and um seeing these new these companies kind of revamp and like come out with these awesome you know new technology and and Eagle Drift being one of them coming out bringing excellent motors that you know that you stand by and, and these pro pilots stand by so. It's, it's just great to see in our hobby, um, especially when our hobby, number-wise, seem like they're not gaining as much as we're losing these days, you know, um, to see that there's companies still investing time and money into our hobby. I think it's fantastic. All right. Um, as far as questions, that's kind of all I had. I um, want to make sure. Let's actually open it the other way, Vincent. Do you have any questions for us?
5: Hmm, that's a good one. When are you gonna try a motor? That's the first one. I already <laughs> asked that.
3: I'm gonna talk to you soon, right after this meeting. If we're gonna. I'm gonna see about getting one ordered
5: for sure. Yeah. One thing I'd I'd like to say, then, this is uh, I think to, goes well with the whole the whole um, satisfaction guarantee thing. Mm-hmm. One thing that we've always put a lot of emphasis on is our service side, and I think yes. if you talk to anybody. Ask around. Just don't even judge the motors. Just talk to people and and ask them about their experiences with us. And I think our service—this is not going to sound very modest—but I think our service is is second to none. It's usually we had somebody complain last time because we didn't answer within within one hour. I think okay. um, that's <laughs> that's Jeez. that's about the time it usually takes for us to 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 get back to people and even solve stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, being that Helly Direct is going to be a used distribution, um, I think support will be even easier, right? Like, because people yes. know Helly Direct and, you know, Helly Direct is located in the U.S., so it's easy to get, like, same day support, I guess you could say. um, you know, be able to talk to someone um, by calling them up or using their chat feature and things like that. Compared to like, yeah, obviously, you know, when you're talking to a company that's overseas, there's going to be some time differences, and I'm sure you know, yeah. you, you know, you might you might outsource or you might house a third shift or a second shift or whatever it is to to meet the U.S. time zone market, but um, you know, and it not you know, it's going to be harder, obviously. So it's it's understandable being a, a company that's not. Based in the U.S. to uh, provide support, that's going to be a little bit more timely, right? Like, I mean, but not by much. I, I wouldn't think. We're s- everything's so global these days with internet and everything.
5: Uh, I would say that we're pretty much, pretty much used to living in all the time zones at the same time. <laughs> okay, <Because laughs> just like a couple of weeks ago, when when Helidirect and, and us did, um, uh, we opened um, applications for our U.S. team, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of a lot of applications and 20 25 guys came into you know the closest selection and I stayed up until 4am every day from 10pm 10, right, 10 yeah I interviewed each one of them because I wanted to know the people that, that want to work with us mm-hmm. um want to get to know them a little better uh, make sure that they've already flown our motors because that's something that we've always uh, we've had a couple a couple of rules and the whole ego drift Philosophy has a ton of, of, of rules on how to do stuff and how not to do stuff, in my opinion. And one of them is, okay, you need to be flying on motors already if you want to get uh, sponsored by our company. Because what would it say about our company if, if you, if we gave you a sponsorship and you have no experiences with our products, That's, It doesn't make any sense. Yep. Uh, but the same logic, you need to buy your first motors. Um, just to you know like just to make sure that the feedback we get from you is is authentic is not biased you know don't feel compelled to say something just because you got it for free or cheaper right um, right yeah. for sure and the third rule has always been that uh, we want our pilots to to fly our motors because they wouldn't want to fly anything else for the world and not because they got them cheaper so mm-hmm. those three with all those three fulfilled by all the people that we interviewed you know there were still a couple of people uh, that took a little longer to interview and then we have a great team now, and it's spread all over the U.S. to get, you know, get somebody with a Tengu motor, or let's say somebody who has a, maybe um, a, d- a deeper knowledge already about the Tengu motors in people's vicinity. hmm Yeah.
3: Awesome. That's great to know.
0: Yeah, I love that,
5: that mindset.
0: That's great that, you know, you want people representing you that have flown them, that want to just fly them and have – have bought them Makes on sense, their own, it? yeah. So they have their own opinion, and it's not being funded by, you know, it's not being driven by anybody else.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm a big component of that. Like, I, you know, if I see someone jump ship from one brand to another without even like, hey, I'm now part of this team, and they never even owned a motor or owned that product, it speaks even more highly. It speaks very highly of that pilot, but also about the company that's taking them
0: on, right? So, well, it's been our philosophy since starting the podcast like we'll buy the stuff and we're not sponsored by anybody the podcast isn't and the so podcast isn't obviously individually we right. are but but we'll, but we'll yeah. talk about things as, as we see them
3: yep yep for sure all right um if there's no other questions i don't want to hold vincent any longer um i'm def- good i'm good definitely want to appreciate it i definitely want to thank you and appreciate the time you took to come on our show and uh for this interview Absolutely. I, I think we all learned a whole ton of new things about Eagle Drift that we never knew um,
5: and I think our listeners are going to really enjoy this episode so well, thanks yeah. thanks so much Thank for you. having me it's been, it's been a pleasure it's been an honor if yes. you can think of any questions because i'm sure there's going to you know we're going to think of, <laughs> sure. of, of questions just the moment we hit we hit stop on the recording uh-huh. uh so if you have any questions or anybody you know any of, the, any of our listeners have any questions just uh yeah. really on facebook just shoot me a message and i'll get back to you within no time
3: yeah so just to go over your contact info um what is the best method of, of ourselves or our listeners you know maybe question you know has some questions about eagle drift motors or wanted to talk about um you know, maybe some custom rounding motors, or even different types of wines. Maybe, um, how would they kind of contact you and start that conversation?
5: Well, ideally, I'd say just go to my to my personal Facebook page because the mm-hmm. the page messaging function, the egorif page messaging function, those page page messages in Facebook don't overly, don't work overly well. So just no, ideally, like go that. to go to my my Vincent Offenbeck. It's uh, facebook.com dot com slash Offenbeck O W E N B E C K um, just go there and just maybe send me a friend request because otherwise the, the messages might go into some message request subfolder yeah. or something, yep. just send me a friend request and a message. And, and that's, that's the easiest way you can always also send us an email. I'm not the biggest fan of emails. I have to admit that, uh, but <laughs> just, uh, the problem for me is that when I, when I write emails I really, I compose them, uh, it usually takes me about an hour. Because then I think of so many things that I still need to put in right. that as an information and it takes an hour to write it and it's a full page. And I don't like the fact that some of it might be obsolete, you know, if the person said, oh, that's not what I meant. Yeah. You know, then it's, it's just But they so reply much. with,
3: okay, thank you. <laughs> you <got>
5: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I prefer more more direct, you know. Streams um, of
3: conversation, yeah? Yes,
5: yeah. Just... Even can even call me on Messenger if you if it's not like in the middle of the morning, or in the yeah. middle of the night here in, in Europe. But yeah, just send me a message or send me an email. It's uh, Vincent at Ecodrift or hello at Ecodrift That will work. Yeah. Well, any way you can think of that you, looks like you could reach me, just try it and you you'll, you'll probably be successful. Awesome or well, you can also you can also contact ben for example
3: <laughs> yes
5: <laughs> ben love ben ben is has been doing an amazing job yes uh, i gotta also thank team. ben
3: for coordinating this too and also ricky cricky
5: and uh, ricky yes. and ben yes
3: yes they both made this happen uh, put us into context uh, this was, is this was great so appreciate
5: uh both you guys I'm really I'm really happy with with the new team that we have for the US like each one of the guys is super super excited uh, yeah. super hyped uh, to to spread the word all of them lovely guys yeah it's, I'm I'm looking forward to, to a really amazing year I hope I can make it to Ocho I hope yes. it's going to happen yes cuz it's it's like it's a 16 hour flight I think it's from mm-hmm. here <laughs> wow Wow! Yeah, that's just f- that's just this net flight time. So I think you know, yeah, <laughs> including the commutes, I might be looking at a full day of traveling.
3: Oh yeah, definitely wow. a day traveling each way for that. Yeah. I mean, I've traveled overseas often. It's yeah, you need that day to travel because of jet lag too. You need yep. to try to get your body situated with the time zone difference. So awesome. Um, yeah. So. Go to eagledrift.com, check out their motors, uh, message them, contact Vincent, they'll get you hooked up uh, with whatever KV motors you want. You know, get your custom motors. I know that's kind of some some things that people have been wanting. There's there's there are a small subset of people that love custom motors, and I think that's great that uh, a company offers that. Right. I know I'm gonna be trying one shortly. Definitely wanna try all these different things and do maybe a review on our on our podcast for it. Yeah, That'd I know there's awesome.
0: 700 size coming for for me in my future at some point. I don't know which manufacturer it's going to be, but yeah, I'll probably, I'll, I'll definitely try
5: one of these motors. Give it a shot. Go yeah, for absolutely. don't go for the 4525 HS. That's a most entry level 700 class motor, and go for the 40 if you want like the perfect introduction. If you're asking yourself what mm-hmm. would be the perfect. Uh, First Tango experience, I'd urge you to go with the, the motor that started it all, which is the 4530HS, 510, or the 550. This is, is like you have a lot of options to go f- you know, go to from there. You can go with the 4530HT if you want like 20% more power. You can go with the 4525HT if you want like more power and less weight at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's also a very different flight feel. Yeah, so I th- I, th- I think in the in the 700 class the 4530 HS is the is the best. Let's the say entry standard, to the huh? menu yeah. and then yeah it's it's the cheaper motor. It, the people always believe like okay the 4530 HT is the most expensive motor, It's got to be the best, right? Right. And it's right. it's really not the best. It's a different motor. If you want more power, go with the 4530 HT. If you want more flight time, go with the HS. Like one is is. They're complementing each other as two options for for two very different goals. One is like a very very balanced, very powerful uh, performance experience. The other one is is bra- raw brutal power. Just you know, yeah. yeah I think I, yeah, would I go might with try the, with the thirty, mm-hmm. but no, yeah. I don't. I don't need the the HT. Not for much. Try the forty-five thirty HS this yeah. morning. So you'll probably land it at, I don't know, ninety degrees. Wow, ninety-five. Yeah, it's, on hot summer days, the motor feels cold to the touch because it's below the ambient almost, <laughs> you know.
3: That's crazy That is it's below crazy. ambient temperature, yeah. And that's, yes, yeah, so I'm probably going to try the 40, well, I'm definitely going to do the 45, the, sorry, the 4025-1190, or maybe I'll talk about a custom-wound for the 7S 580 I want to run. But I'm I'm actually interested in the 4530-510 for my, my Goblin RAW. I'm going to
5: the be raw, the raw. say I would, I would still go with the 45. If you, if you want to kick the raw, I would go with the 4530 HD 550. Okay. Go with the 550 KV options for the goblins. Those, you know, that they, they tend to fav, favor the higher KV options. Uh,
3: yeah, but I don't run a high head speed. Like the highest I run may be 2000 or 2100. Like normally I'm, I'd sit around 18, 1900 on all my helis on my 700. So I'm, I'm not a, you know, high head speed, smack them around pilot now anymore. <laughs> I'm definitely calmed down in my flight style, I think. So, yeah. I mean, I think the 5, even even if it did a 4530HT 510KV, just a little bit lower KV, I think that would probably work
5: really so, well for so, me. It's an amazing motor. Yeah. They all are. We always call the the 4530HT to bring the diapers motor. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's usually the, the first reaction people have when they try them is like, "What the hell?" And then, yeah, so we always prepare people a PSA, bring the diapers, and bring the diapers the, with a hashtag symbol in front of it is actually even a discount code for those motors on the on the YouTube website. It's like a secret, a secret <laughs> handshake. <Really? Yeah.
1: laughs>
3: wow! Oh, makes me want to try it now. <laughs> awesome. All right, I think uh. And we're good then.
5: Yeah, thank you very much. It's been an amazing interview. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you Steve, thank you Kevin, thank you Ian. It's been yeah, a great I'll... pleasure. If you have if you need anything, if you have any questions, uh, also if the listeners any listeners have any questions, just feel free to just uh, send yeah, me a message. If,
1: mm-hmm. if
5: anybody listening to this podcast is interested in joining our EgoDrift team, uh, might just send Ben a message or go to the Helidirect page to fill the application form. I think it's still online. There might still be a chance. We might still, you know, fill some blank spots that we have on the map. So, if you're interested and you're flying on motors already,
1: mm-hmm. if not,
5: then get one, try them, and then know that you want to join. join.
1: Yeah, yeah
5: that's-
4: <laughs> I, I'm, I'd be willing to at least give them a try. You know, I mean, Keith really seems to be enjoying the motors he's got in his machines, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm willing to you know check one out and give it a try. Cause I've been, uh, you know, I've been flying Scorpion, I mean, for the past couple years. And so it's like, that's really all I've known other than like, uh, you know, the align motors. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I mean, I've been getting kind of getting into like the part of the hobby where I'm just trying different things to kind of see what I really, really like. And uh-huh. so, so, but I mean,
5: try one. <laughs>
4: that's that's <laughs> all I
5: can say. Just go 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 and try it.
4: Yeah. I will do that. Will if you
5: do don't that. if you don't enjoy that um why well, you'd be the first.
3: So, do you think I should try the 4025HT 1190 for the for a 7S 580? I
5: would go with the 1050 and um, I might be able to hook you up. With a with a 1050, you know, like maybe pre-release. It's not yeah. officially released. We're planning to do something that, that um, falls under the working title Greg Week. Okay. And it's really actually HT week, where we plan to to do a series of releases for the H- new HT models, probably one each day. And okay. the 1050 KV is is, is or let's say we're still looking where the final KV ends up, but it's gonna be in the 1050 range. Yeah. Because the 4025 HS 1050 that was, I think, was the standard motor also for the XL Power 550. This this mm-hmm. motor is one of our most selling models. And so it's, it's logical for us to make something in the HT class that is going to be approximately the same KV. And I've actually had that on our website as the 7S option for the Kraken. And I just took it away, the, the 25HS, I think, 1050, because I was planning to put the HT uh, 1050 there. Right yeah because the ht uh, starts to starts to become much more important on on high KVEs, on low yeah, cell counts yes
3: because right low cell count meaning high yeah. amperage and yeah
5: yeah and those hts are going to make those even those very very powerful motors i think even better
3: all right so where do i get my credit card let me order one now <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's do this.
5: <laughs> I'm going to need your security code now.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can have it all. I don't care. Just send me all your motors.
5: <laughs> now awesome. we'd be very happy if you, if you tried them if you gave them a shot.
3: No, no, I definitely want to. Um,
5: you won't be you won't be disappointed. I can tell you that. Yeah,
3: like I said, I'm 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 changing stuff on my 580 and my 700 electrics anyways. Now, like I'm not sponsored by any ESC or motor companies, and so I have my free range to try everything. Until I find a brand that I really like, so yeah, I'm down. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna. What? Let me know what I need to do. I'll, I'll message you. Just send me a message and, and
5: we'll get you yeah, started. Yeah, I want to get that going. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Great. This has been great fun, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time. Great show. Thanks so much. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah.
4: Ciao. Have a good one. Okay.
5: Did it play? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> i guess all right planker segment what do we got wait a minute do we have a planker i don't know do we i don't think we have one this week oh boy am i playing an old one mm. i think you should just play last week it was so funny oh man i don't know if we <laughs> should do that
3: oh it was so good though.
0: we okay, gotta bye, save bye. that one
3: okay okay
0: all right so good it was good <laughs> Oh, man.
3: Yeah, if we don't have one, we can just skip it. Okay. Oh, no. Do we have
0: any news and announcements? Damn it, Mike. Oh, do we have any news? News? And? Oh, there he is. <laughs>
4: there you go. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: I don't think we do. At least I don't. Well, Andy didn't put any in I there.
4: Have,
2: I have nothing.
3: Let's Where's see what everyone's been up there? to these days. <laughs> hey,
0: Ray Bacon just said,
3: "I just realized this week I'll be moving out of my apartment. And I built for the first. uh oh. <laughs> what should we do for news? What do we got?
0: Well, we you do have news about the free fall event coming up. Yes, like the correct dates, so nobody shows up a week early or a <laughs> week late. <laughs>
3: I might be there a week early.
1: <laughs>
0: Who knows? And unfortunately, you'll probably be the only one there from the podcast. Because mm. I'll be yeah. gone. I'll be in Florida, and I, I doubt I'm going to be able to get back up here to do that. I might even be. What? What? What are the dates for it? Fourth. Oh. Through fifth or sixth? Fourth or
3: sixth?
0: Yeah, that'll be after my first week. There's no way I'm going to be able to get yeah. back up to make that. Unfortunately.
3: Oh, we have uh, sponsors too.
0: Yes. Yeah. For the event. Yeah, yeah, I
3: want to thank uh Ricky Cricky and Heli Direct. They're sponsoring the fun fly. Nice. Throwing in some some stuff. So yeah. It's cool.
0: That's awesome. And it's gonna be down in South Jersey at mm-hmm. right the Allen's Airfield. Yes. Where if you've if you know uh if you've been to one of the events, you know where that is. If not, you can check the webpage.
3: Yep, the webpage the- is flyer. A flyer. Yeah. I'm still updating the webpage. It's on my list of to-do things to do. All right. So no news and
0: announcements? No, I got nothing. I'm uh, looking on Horizon. Next week, for that shit. Yeah. Uh,
4: right. I do see one of a fun fly in San Diego. Oh,
3: yeah. Announce it. Okay. Um, That's a like apocalypse one, right?
4: Uh, no. No. I'm not sure. Um, it's, uh, the 2021 San Diego Kelly fun fly, uh, June 11th through the 13th. Um, I guess there's going to be some, uh, pro pilots over there as well. Like, uh, Gregor McGrath, Nick Maxwell, nice. um, Ben Storick, AJ Jaffe, um, nice. and, and then Donnie, um, landing, uh, registration is $20. There's, uh, there's RV and camping, no hookups. Um, it's located uh, in Fallbrook, California. Um, and if there's any questions or anything on the fun fly, um, definitely get a hold of uh, Chris Wilson. And he's got his yep. uh, contact info on the, on the flyer. Awesome. Um, surfing through other stuff to see if there's maybe some other fun flies to announce. Here's one I found uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, Saturday, June 26th, uh, Central Kansas RC uh, helicopter fun fly. Um, yeah, it's just a small little get together. Uh, I believe uh, 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 it's like $10 suggested uh, donation. Your donation will uh, go towards the world famous RIBS for lunch. Uh contributions to the RC Heli f- Funfly It kept the field open For a few years Hope to see you there uh, It's located over in uh, Milford, Kansas So that's like two and a half hours away from me So I'm gonna I'll make a trip to that one
0: Awesome, dude Nice That'd be cool World famous ribs mm. oh,
4: Yeah, we're all about our ribs over here yeah. yeah? I haven't tried those ribs I'm gonna have to try those yeah, it sounds team. awesome.
3: Okay, let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby.
0: Yeah, uh, let let me go first because there's probably nothing next for me. I don't know. I got <laughs> I got so much to do. So I think you got time. some stuff
3: going on. Aren't you going to have to move all your hobby stuff?
0: I'm going to have to move all my hobby stuff. So yeah, pack I guess it up, move it, and all that stuff sorted. I'm going to be throwing helicopters into the jeep. Yeah,
4: but that I, could be, that could be a another topic for an episode? Throwing mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Move oh, yeah. Moving. Yeah. yeah. Throwing mm-hmm. hobby equipment and we can get that guy on that was flying A310.
4: <laughs> and yes. ask him right. how that <laughs> went.
0: Yeah. What were you, what were you yeah. feeling when you stepped on it for the second time?
1: <laughs> it was a piece uh, of shit.
0: <laughs> how much therapy do you think your wife is going to need in about yeah. two to three <laughs> years? Like. No, but I'm going to be, uh, loading up the, the Jeep. I rented a little U-Haul. I'm going to be driving it down to, uh, Florida Memorial Day weekend so I can take my time and get down there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, next week, that's two weeks. Next weekend, um, I gotta change my calipers on the Jeep. I did the brakes and it was incredibly hard to push the both the caliper piston. pistons back in like mm. incredibly hard. And I was like, this is not the way it should be. So I talked to right. my local mechanic, Mike D, mm-hmm. and he said, We see that all the time, man. It's uh, probably means your calipers are going. And I had yep. one brake pad, you know, combination wore down almost to nothing, and the other one was not too bad, was fine.
3: Yeah, it didn't push out. Yeah,
0: yeah your calipers die. Yeah. So it's either a rebuild or replace. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I usually I'll go with a replace or no, a rebuilt unit. You know, I'll take what I got down at a to the local auto parts store, but, uh, I went with power stop brake and rotors. I bought a kit a while ago, man, a couple of years ago. Yeah. they make so, stuff. yeah. So I ordered uh, the calipers to match it. They should be here Thursday and I'll probably be doing that uh, nice. either Friday night or Saturday. So I don't know if I'm going to get to the field or not. And then it's like, you know, work, a couple of guys from work want, want to go out, you know, uh, for dinner and a couple friends want to go out for dinner and then a couple, fly, you know, the flying buddies want to sure, go out for dinner so it's like and the yeah. family wants to come by Sunday so it's like crazy man. It's yeah, like,
3: it's pretty much no more flying until you get down there and
0: get a little bit settled into. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to show up at the field with my logos. My logos, mm. my, my Oxy5. Oh
3: yep.
0: boy. Can't wait. I'm such Staring a rebel. Upon. I definitely will do that. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a goblin sticker. Just put it on something.
3: Edit Excel an XL sticker. On the same heli. Just <laughs> on the same heli.
0: On the same heli, On one side? It's one an Oxy them. Goblin. Yep. It's an XL Oxy Goblin. There you go. That's what I'm going to put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
4: just find an old, you know, shitty, broken up canopy and just stick it right on the Oxy. Make it fit.
3: I'll yeah. get you some broken canopies. I got a whole garage full if you want
4: broken canopies.
0: <laughs> 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 I had one that was oxy-5 canopy that was pretty much dust (laughs) turned to dust i had to throw it out i was gonna keep it just to like put it on there and fly it maybe but i was like nah better not i'll just give you like
1: a
3: little piece of carbon fiber that says sab on it you can just glue it out to your canopy like look yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah that's gonna be my plan for the next couple weeks yeah probably won't be flying However, I can help. Hopefully, I can still do the podcast. Now, I know when I get down there, I can set up my stuff in the apartment that we be, have.
3: You think you'll be here next weekend? I hope we can.
0: Next weekend's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Okay, good. Next week? Next Tuesday? Yes. Next Tuesday. Yeah. I'll be here next Tuesday. Okay, good. Nice. But then after that, I'll be in Florida, and I might miss the one after that. I don't know. It depends on how... What I got set up because that's going to be my first day of work too, and and everything. Um, I'm basically just going to be unloading, going down there, unloading, and find something nice to wear. To then, uh... then I got, I got so much to do. I got to unload that trailer and get it to. What you do with all your winter clothes? The place? Oh, they're already gone, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're they already girl. gone. They I think I kept one warm jacket, and that was it.
1: Yeah.
0: No, that's why I was saying uh, to everybody. You know, at work, I was like, I have like three bins of clothes and I have like six bins of comic books that I'm bringing (laughs) down there. I got comic books like crazy, man. I used to collect a lot when I was a kid uh, in the eighties, man. I collected a ton of comic books. What's, what, what's cool is my brother or my, my son in law is, uh, collects cards now. He collects a lot of the NBA cards, football, uh, Lot of different cards, and he'll go to Target and Walmart and he'll pick up a box. And yeah. but you won't believe how ruthless that is. Like, Target and Walmart are like one per customer because people were buying like everything. Oh, There's a chance of getting like really super rare cards in that are worth thousands of dollars. Uh-huh. And he's already bought it's almost like wine, you know, you buy it like this year, and two years later, you can sell it for like five times what you paid for it. So he's paying like you know $35 for a box of cards or whatever it is. 50 Just bucks. Doesn't and then open up. holds on to him, doesn't do anything with him, and then yeah, three years later he's selling them for like two hundred and fifty dollars. Jeez, uh, yeah, he's just he's got tons of these cards, man, and and then he'll go in for deals and uh, with with uh, he's got it all figured out. But he's yeah, into yeah. that kind of stuff. So you know, if I see, yeah. get some of the comic books that I know are yeah, worth money now that to like, sent out, I'll I'll leave them to him because you get them sent out and verified, you know, they're worth that much more. Huh. Get him certified, like Certifiable. if I could If I can run into Todd McFarlane and get him to sign like the ten copies of Spider Man One that I bought, like they're worth a lot of money, mm. and uh, they're worth even more with him his sign you know, with his signature on it. Yeah. But I used to collect like Fantastic Four from the sixties and like all that kind of stuff. And
3: so you have some like pretty good condition, old school. No, yeah, yeah,
0: nice, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But like I said, uh, I. After that, you know, I'm going to be in an apartment. I'll do the podcast from there, and then I'll probably mm-hmm. be doing the podcast from the the bedroom once my sister gets down there. It'll be tight, and then at that point, I might be doing it from the flying field or out in my car or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> going to be weird. It's oh, going to be boy. weird until the kids eventually get their, their house going. They're, they're working on buying a house, and yeah. once they get out, then it'll be my wife and I and my sister will be over the in the apartment, you know, mm-hmm. but it should be an adventure, man. Either which yeah, way. Man. Awesome. So who's next?
4: Uh, I'll go ahead and go next.
0: Um, is not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that they're going to have to edit out
3: yet again.
4: Oh, uh, no. Um, um, is not no. an answer.
3: <laughs> oh, <shit>. I'm sorry. Oh, you curse. Oh, man.
4: No, I've I've got to order uh, parts yet again. Um, there's still quite a few things that I need to like get ordered for the for the Drake, and then of course you know since I've got to rebuild a motor um, engine, sorry, I've got to order you know rings for both the OS thirty seven and the fifty. Uh, I've got, you know, of course I've got bearings. Coming in I still got to order blades For the for the drake but In the meantime I do have to learn you know, Work on autos So I'm going to go ahead and stick the KBDD blades you know on the Drake since they you know, I mean they've Got a lot of hang time so I could Probably take advantage of that and actually See about You know doing some work as far as Autos if you're um, gonna
3: like if You're going to like strictly do auto practice I would Say just loosen your belts a Little bit Just give them a little more slack. It's okay if you're just autoing.
4: Right. And I've heard that too. Less drag.
3: Yeah, just create less drag. Just gives you a little bit more headroom. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But, um.
0: Yeah, and you've been talking to Devin. So give Devin a a call or talk to him before you do it, you know, so he can give you the. He
3: can walk you through that whole thing. Inverted and upright.
4: Absolutely. Inverted and
3: upright. Oh,
4: sorry. Yeah. And then, um. (laughs) I mean, of course, I'll be on Discord, so I, I'll probably be talking to him about that, you know, asking him a few questions uh, as far as working on autos. I mean, I'm going to be, hopefully, if everything that I've ordered, you know, this week comes in by Friday, I'll be doing some wrenching while on the, on the Discord, you know, chatting it up with everybody, you know, past the time as I'm, you know, getting everything fixed. Um, cool. On top of you know working, hopefully, hopefully I get everything put together so I can fly this weekend. I mean, if not, oh well. But if if everything does come in, I end up you know getting the Drake into a flyable shape, and I'll end up going flying Saturday, and then uh, of course more work. Hopefully, get to rebuild some uh, nitro engines, and more work i'm actually on the verge of paying off my jeep so it's like i've been crunching nice. down so i can just go ahead and pay it off be done nice, that would dude. increase my it would increase my hobby budget by at least double so just knocking it out i'm gonna take a, a little break from doing car payments for probably about two or three months and then go ahead and get myself a second vehicle that way i'm not daily and you know with my line of work right now You you get a beater,
3: get like a straight up beater that you can just put thousands of miles on for your job.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy. I go through 3000 miles, you know, oil change intervals in like anywhere from like a month to a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You're driving a lot a lot. Yep. Yeah. I got the Jeep like a year and a half ago and, uh. It had just a little over 130,000 miles. I'm at 167,000 miles. Damn, now. dude. Yeah, it, it's a crazy amount of miles, and I didn't even start doing you know DoorDash full time until a year ago in March. Wow. Yeah, so it it's a crazy amount of miles, but yeah, as far as you know, working like crazy, that's what I'm trying to do, and then next I'll have to you know because I had. I had financed and got the, the new tires for it because the tires that I had uh, had one that had a bulge, but they just, I mean, it it was getting ready to have a blowout from the sidewall. So. Yeah, and that's no good. You got a bulge thing, so you got to get it fixed. Yeah, basically. and the thing is, it was already, you know, if I bought a new tire, it was going to have more, way more tread than what the rest of them have. And with all wheel drive, you can't just buy one. I mean, yeah. if you've got some go, wear go on. Get
3: a used tire, get something similar used. It'd be fine too
4: uh yes and no because like some of the sizes even though the sizes are i'm like,
3: saying you match up the tire they're, they're pretty good with the those places
4: oh uh, yeah I suppose i could if i if i needed to in a pinch but uh i went ahead and got all five new tires because it, the spare
3: mm-hmm. um full size fit then huh
4: yeah it's a full size spare nice. and when i got the replaced you know the spare replaced with all the tires yeah, it's the same size as what's on the on the Jeep, which is you know bigger, obviously bigger than what was stock, and it barely fits underneath. But ever since I had the Jeep before getting those tires, that spare had never held air. I mean, yeah. the rim is still downstairs; I haven't pitched it out yet or anything. But yeah, it was like corroded around the side. It it was the original tire.
0: Right. That's why uh, yeah. I carry a twelve volt air compressor. Because I have a spare, same, similar to the larger set of tires do, that I have for the Do you carry a patch kit, too, just in case? No, no. No. I'll just stop every mile and put air in it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: there you go. Oh, I used to carry the can of Fix-A-Flat until I found out that's oh, not that's exactly such... ideal to stick in a tire.
3: Unless oh, that's you... terrible for the tire. No. And the cleanup for the next person to change the tire.
4: Ugh. Oh, yeah. I... I used to carry that can. I mean, if if the tire is pretty much no good and it's just going to air the tire up enough to get somewhere where you need to go, yeah, I'd say okay. But if you're going to have the tire patched or it's repairable, don't <laughs> just don't.
0: Yeah, and if you got a sidewall bulge like that, dude, yeah. no, you can't a, you can't patch that's that. A
3: replacement. Yeah, I've, yeah.
0: Done, I've done uh you know pulled out. I've plugged tires before, where you know I pull a nail out or whatever. Yeah, from the that's, bottom. That's no not problem. Hard to do.
4: Yeah, no problem. Uh, sidewall, that's uh oh, yeah, yeah, that's not good news. Oh. Oh, no.
0: So welcome to Shade Tree Mechanics. <laughs> Next on the line is Anthony from from Long Island, who claims his rims have oxidized to his vehicle and he can't get them off. Hmm.
4: Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened to a buddy of mine yeah.
0: where the really? rims the rims fastened so he took all the lugs not off. Yeah. Lug nuts off and was Could driving down off? the road with it like that, swerving back and forth. He still couldn't get the tires
4: off. Oh my gosh! Uh, I've had something similar happen, but that was when I had my uh, uh, my Audi uh, one hundred. Uh, they didn't have lug nuts; they had lug bolts, and does, had a blow. Yeah. I had a blowout on the highway. Went to put you know put the jack underneath it, get the tire off, stick the spare on there. The fucking tire wouldn't come off. I, I had to go to like the nearest shop. Borrow a sledgehammer and a board, walk Jeez. all the way back to my car, and just beat the hell out of it until it came off.
3: Wow. You try kicking the shit out of it, literally like <laughs> kicking it, yeah, like yeah donkey I, kicking it, you know, pow, pow,
0: pow. Sometimes that doesn't work though.
3: Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. Like no, you need a sledgehammer to, from the other I'm side. I take like a i taking,
4: yeah, yeah. I had to borrow like a three-pound sledgehammer and a board, and you know, just prop the board up against the up against the rim to where you're not leaving you know, marks on it from the sledgehammer or breaking your rim and just give it a few good whacks. It eventually came off, and it took more than a few. Just because like, I thieved on there. Yep.
0: <laughs> Dude, I did that one time with the sledgehammer from the outside. It was on a truck that I had, and I hit the valve stem, and I broke oh, that oh, off. I was like, oh, <laughs> son of a – now the tire's flat. I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. screwed now. Yeah, do that now. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Still, so it was just like pound the shit out of it until it came off.
3: It <laughs> when you do brake jobs and you can't get that rotor from this logic from that thing. Oh. Uh.
0: Well, that's what those little threaded holes are for. Get some bolts and stick them in there. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about RC. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens <laughs> when Andy's not here? I know, right? He's here. He's just distant. Gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. All Did right, I so go? Who's I next? haven't gone yet. I, I haven't you... gone. Yeah,
3: go ahead. All right. So, what am I doing? Hopefully, um, I'll get some parts in. Work on the Raw. I want to get that ready to go for this weekend. Um, if I do compete in this thing, I don't know what helicopter I'm going to compete with. Um, if the Raw is flying, most likely the Raw. If not, I'm going to either bring my Black Thunder or. My 580 electric. I guess I think I'm gonna run an electric. I think I'm gonna. I'm not. I mean, I'm gonna bring some nitros, but I don't think I'm gonna fly them in the competition if I do compete. So we'll see. I'm not even sure what this fun fly competition things can be like. So who knows? Uh, it is a beautiful field. I did get a a, a preview on that. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah. All right. How about you, Andy? From Mars. What are you gonna be doing? I-
2: I thought this was car talk with click and clack.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It did. It transformed a little bit. How's Mars doing? Are you Um, any closer to touchdown?
2: Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, you know, the entire world's listening and all you come up with is yes. Yes. (laughs) Awesome.
2: I answered your question. I'm closer. I'm one hour closer to touchdown.
0: All right. Well, let's not waste valuable airtime with you. Yeah.
2: I have limited oxygen. So, okay
0: mm-hmm. all right
2: so oh, just take, hold your
4: breath until you get there
0: yeah, no, i was gonna say so take some
3: nice deep breaths before you talk <laughs> yeah.
4: i'm not
2: doing anything in the hobby i'm gonna be finishing these beams, maybe hopefully okay so nothing oh. for me uh-oh
0: i think all you're right way, it's done yeah i think you do sound like you're on a spacecraft
2: it does. Yeah, it sounds fine. awesome, dude. It's great. I you got shit it. beeping in here. I'm trying to work like four things at one time. Yeah. Pay attention to you, knuckleheads. <laughs> nice.
0: you know, if you run out of nice. air, you can always open the door. <laughs> yeah, open the window. Oh, that's a great idea. Roll <laughs> the window down. All right. yeah, open the sunroof.
2: You're so helpful, Kevin.
0: I know. It's too bad I wasn't there with you, man. I could help you out right out the airlock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you crash! How did you crash? You're out in space. Can you imagine being stuck on Mars with nobody
0: but Kevin? Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: And no
2: alcohol? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That'd be great for like the, the, the first it.
0: 400 days.
2: I don't know. I'd probably die laughing. I would have a heart attack all over
0: <laughs> Shit. I couldn't even imagine it. All right. So hopefully, Andy's back mm-hmm. from his journey. Yes. Next week.
3: Yes, hopefully you're back for, for the
0: next episode. I need you here.
2: Yeah, I hope to be back.
1: All right, cool.
2: Nice. I don't know how long it takes to Mars. I'm sure it takes more than a week to get there and back, but I'm going to pull some strings to see what I can do.
3: Yeah, man. Okay. Just turn the head speed up.
0: <laughs> turn up the head speed.
3: <laughs> All right, listener pipeline.
0: Yeah, we have some. Ooh. I don't know if we played this last week or not. Here's one from Monday. Transcription not available.
1: Oh,
3: boy.
0: Okay. That was it. And here is the only one we have this week.
2: Kevin, you've got to remember, Park Fire Podcast is
3: two mics and a J. Not just one. See? There are two mics. I thought it was one. Anyhow,
2: have a good day. Keep up the good work, guys. Bye. <sighs>
0: <laughs> all right, Dexy. Thanks, Steve. I
2: said that, and you guys yelled at me. I tried I, to say it was two mics, and he's like, no, no. It's only one s- mic
3: now. I saw it on the thing. It, it was just a Mike and J. It didn't say nothing about it. two mics.
0: All right, so it's two mics and a J officially. Steve Wattenberg has spoken. Yes, he has updated all of us. All right, and that's all
3: we got. Okay, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. It's
0: weird It really is weird
3: <laughs> It's so early
0: <laughs> It's weird doing a podcast Yeah, half and half no,
3: it's, it's, Yeah, it's weird doing the episode Like the main trunk of the main topic At, at another day, you know Yeah and It's, to and just it's still daylight bits. over here Nah, it's dark for me, but <clears throat> Yeah Alright, let's wrap it up Facebook likes. We are at 1,362. We have one new like. (laughs) This is funny because he was on the show. (laughs) Vincent Offenbeck. (laughs) Thanks, Vincent. Awesome. All right. What do we got for Facebook comments?
0: Uh, Facebook comments. Holy cow. Wow. Did did we get some comments on the last episode? Uh, First of all, Mike Chaggy Parker, who was also in Discord Friday night, we got a chance to talk to him for a little bit. Uh, he's doing good. You know, really misses uh, uh his cat and his uncle that he lost. Um, but he said, thanks so much for the mention. You guys don't know how much that means to me. I've had a rough week. Um, this might be the only time I'll say it. So enjoy it while it lasts. But I love every single one of you guys. <laughs> nice. And I wrote, love your brother. And that's from Mike michael shaggy parker uh nick wisdom rc said gents fantastic episode i laughed the whole way through between the planker and the arnold monologue at the end i was dying (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks nick uh craig carter said dragonfly and i just took it out of the mailbox so i'm laughing so hard listening to the planker and i just about took oh i just about took out a mailbox (laughs) <laughs> uh, laughing so hard listening to the planker <laughs> that was a good one thanks thanks greg yeah it was freaking crazy jamie burkholder wrote phew i just had to take a hit from my inhaler i almost had an asthma attack from laughing so hard this in this episode <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was pretty funny uh, i i totally agree chris ribert wrote in and said mike uh, when he wrote, I don't know how Mike is ever going to top this one. And Nick wisdom said, Chris Robert, you're a good sport, man. That was hysterical. And Jamie Burkholder said, dragonfly. Kevin McGrady said, nailed it. Uh, Mike D said in reference to Chris Robert and his wife laughing their ass off. I can't tell if this is Chris Robert and Nicole. If Chris Reiber and Nicole liked the planker segment or not. Nick Wisdom said, that was absolutely absolutely one of your finest Planker episodes. I was laughing my ass off. Well done. Cliff Lewis said, Mid-Atlantic Heli Championship. uh uh-huh. That Planker episode was epic. Kevin doing Arnold for 10 minutes waiting for the rest of, the, of you guys to join in was hilarious. Mowing was not the best uh, time to listen to this episode. I kept swallowing dirt, dust, and pollen. <laughs> Great show. Nice, Cliff. He must have been mowing the field. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, Chris Robert also added. Uh, I may be biased, but this is the blank, the best Planker interview yet. Mike D, the effing man. Mike D said, "I think it's the best interview ever." And Ian said, "Dude, you're killing it on the new episodes."
4: Absolutely.
0: Uh huh. Sam Larson said, "South Jersey." Eric said, "Dragonfly." I don't know what that's all about. Dragonfly, what event is your next event? Dragonfly. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I was lost with all the...
3: Because all we the, asked them all in the, the show. Love
0: for the yeah for the post. Yeah, we said, or... what's
3: your next one? Funfly, put it on the,
0: uh, right, on the post. Right, right. And there's a few memes from Ian this week. Uh, well, one, because yes. I think that one was from last week. What's the, cra- the craziest distance you ever have driven to a Funfly or to an event? And... He has one of Cheech and Chong with the Planker in the back seat. Awesome. And that is classic. And the Planker (laughs) is passed out. And Cheech is saying, hey, Planker, you want some more? (laughs) And Tommy Chong is saying, I think he passed out, man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Mike D. just said, thanks, dude. Eric Shu said, hey, Red Freak, want to ride, man? You like the Dingle balls? Don't don't worry. We will stop twice at the next red light. <laughs> Freaking, <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that Chicha Chang. has some classic shit there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they got all they got all crazy about these guys and you know how they're promoting pot smoking and dope and stuff like that. But that's dude, different times. They were they were freaking hysterical. Like yeah. I, nobody that I knew. Like I grew up watching these guys, and nobody I knew was was like, "Oh, I gotta get stoned because yeah, Chicha no. were so hilarious." No, it was just like it was a funny, it was funny shit, dude.
3: No, no, no. But on the other side, there were a lot of times where me and some friends would do some stuff and be like, "Oh, we gotta watch the Chicha John." <laughs> you know what? The other way, right? With half baked Chicha John, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's there's times I've been at my friend's college and oh every time they, uh you know, well every time they spoke, let's smoke. And yeah,
0: yeah we've,
3: we've had fun times.
0: I mean, you could do that to anything, though. Yeah. We used to watch NASCAR and take a drink every time the one guy said, every, <laughs> every time the one guy said, tense. He's two tense <laughs> ahead. Take a drink. That's, oh, my God. Yeah. You can do any word. You can do anything. Right. You can do anything. (laughs) All right. So what's next? Uh, Listener posts. Listener posts. We have any, though. Do we?
3: I don't know. Let me see if I can find some. I have to go back. Notifications? I have to go back. May 14th. Darren Wines. Just thought I would leave you a listener post for you guys.
0: Right. And that's all he said. Yes. Nice. And
3: then Teriak said, uh, "So nice of you, Darren."
0: Thanks, Darren. Thanks, thanks, guys.
3: Always thinking of uh, this. Chris ribert fingers crossed. Posted the 18th annual Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree Redux, redo Redux. The Rochester Aero Models Society, 2529 Macedon Center Road, Macedon, New York. Uh, Go to www.ramsrc.org. Go check it out. Friday, August 27th through August 29th. And,
0: yeah. And that's usually Labor Day weekend. Yep. Labor Day weekend. So, awesome. Should be good. And I remember Arnold did a uh, spot for them one year. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Um, we have of Wait a minute. Oh. Speaking of Andy going to Mars, I remember Arnold saying, you know, if you take Rams and, and move the woods around, it spells Mars. <laughs> nice. I remember that. I can't do Arnold as good as Arnold does, Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you're good, but you're not that good. Not you know? that good.
3: Yeah. All right, Vincent Offenbeck, um, he posted, a, I guess, a big thank you to us for the opportunity to come on the show. Yeah. So it was awesome. I mean, he went in and, like, bought this mic to do the show. He also right. bought it for some other stuff that he's going to be working on. But, you know, it, it, they gave him the push to go buy this mic. And I thought he sounded great on the show once we kind of worked through some technical difficulties at first.
0: Yeah. Nice no, he sounded great. He took a nice picture of his microphone. And uh-huh. uh first time I saw it, I was like, wow, that's really professional the way it did that. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks again, Vincent. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks.
4: Thanks.
3: We have a bunch of comments under that. want to give a shout-out, though, to Ben Key RC and our good friend, Ricky Cricky. He's the one who set that all up for us. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. And two days ago, Chris Breams posted a Sunday fun day. Let's go flying. And he has a short video clip of all his planes ready to go.
0: Yeah. It looks like. A nice collection he's working on. Yeah.
3: Nice, Chris. Let's move it on. What do we got for
0: website comments? Website comments. I didn't see anything via the website, and Andy's not here to confirm it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to
3: see. If, can I actually go to the email and see if there's anything?
2: I didn't see anything either. Okay. But to be honest, I didn't look.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you're drifting <laughs> off course. There, I know. You need to make <laughs> a correction. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um all right, so people poppy yeah, there's a few things on Podbean. Let me yeah. bring it up here. Uh we had a couple of guys start following us, Fly Pilot, and James P two eight one two start following us, and Tim Tidebeck liked episode one thirty seven, Urcha the Uncensored. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't a part of that one. Yeah. That was the year was before the I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it, man.
3: All right. We don't have any popping comments. Oh. No? All right. Uh, must must great.
0: Think- gray Eagle must be getting a little bit uh, nervous about Andy approaching Mars. He doesn't mm-hmm. have time to comment. Yeah. Probably not. Totally makes I- sense.
4: I haven't seen really a whole lot of posts from him lately, so he must be, uh, you know, busy, you know, with the UFO sighting kind of yeah. stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. What about iTunes reviews? We have another iTunes review.
3: Whoa. Hold your horses.
0: Hold your horses. <laughs> should, I, should I wait for Andy to actually be on the show or should I read it now? Think He's I on should, the show. I think I should read it now.
2: Read it
0: now. Before we have a problem, Houston. All right. Uh, It's titled Funny Heli Podcast by XO Dust. X-O-E Dust. I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay. And he says Kevin's rambling Arnold ad lib at the end of episode 257 Ah, was the funniest uh, thing I've ever heard. Please have everyone be late again if this means we need to we get to hear random stuff again. Can't wait for the planker to interview Arnold. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh yes. Nice.
4: Uh, wow. Your,
0: your podcast has a great group of people. When are you gonna start putting out three podcasts per week?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shit soon as we oh, get one man. more, I just No. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: as soon as Joe Rogan starts sponsoring us, we'll get paid go. for this. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it every day. So, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, keep up the good work, everyone. And that was five stars by awesome. Zoe Dust. I don't know how you pronounce that. Sorry. Awesome. Thanks. A- and I was Ooh. looking at Buford from last week, man. It might be BU Ford 37. He might have a 37 Ford, that Mm. guy. Nice. Just by the the look of his screen name, you know? Mm. But who knows? Yeah.
3: All right, then. Again, huge super thanks to Vincent Offenbeck for this interview. Yeah. Awesome to get to know Eagle Drift Motors and just kind of what what the company stands for and then, you know what they do. Right. Right. Awesome.
0: And I think a lot of listeners will be surprised that they're even out there. Like, cause I don't know. I didn't, I really hadn't heard of them before. Yeah. I heard a little, you know, Mm -hmm. but nothing,
3: you know, obviously I haven't heard anything to this level, right. Of getting information. Right. From the source. So that was great.
4: Yeah. I, I think you filled in a lot of gaps that, you know, I didn't even know. I, as, as far as the, you know, ordering custom motors all the way down to, you know, different sizes. I mean,
1: yeah,
4: he filled in a lot of blanks and it was awesome. It was great to talk to him.
1: Yeah.
3: So drop us an iTunes review or read the review on the next episode. Email us at free 4 gmail at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free 4 podcast. Check out our webpage, free 4 show. Say hi to Chris.
0: Hey Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris.
3: Flight Test Forums, off the field, audio and video production other than Flight Test Podcast, Free 4C Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill to Flyer.
0: Hey, Dave.
4: Hi, David Hill.
3: I'm embarrassed to say I haven't checked out that forum in so long.
0: Yeah, I was on it not too long ago, just checking things out. Okay. Dave's still posting stuff, but not too many people comment. Yeah.
3: All right, uh, fellow podcasters, we have the Heliheads podcast.
0: Heliheads, that's uh, Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Raphael. Yep. We got the Telerotor podcast. That's two mics, a Rich and a Robert. Nope. We have RC Roundtable. What do you mean, nope?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the opposite of the, oh. whatever you're going to say.
0: RC Roundtable is Fitzterry and Lee? Sure. Maybe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> RC
3: After Hours. All That's what right. Andre. Yep, uh, skids up.
0: Skids up with Frank Javier and Paul. Inverted Down Under. That's what Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff.
3: And let's see here, Park Flyer Podcast.
0: That's with two mics and Ooh, a J.
3: Two, yes. I think I think what happened is when I look up their podcast, it's like some old description. Kind of like when you look at ours, I think it. It's probably old. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it only had Mike and and uh, like Jay. So yeah. So they probably got another mic on the way. So you know.
0: see Steve Wattenberg. It can't possibly be Steve's fault. Yeah, it's it's misinformation. Be, My source it's was mis- wrong. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Blame the source.
0: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. Who did the RC Helipodcast? podcast?
0: That's what Rich and Kenny.
3: Yeah.
0: RC Plane Lab. That's what Ron and Tom. Mm-hmm. yeah in the morning all things that fly all things that fly is with lucian miller and moose and i gotta say i heard a familiar name called out on a giveaway they were having oh and, yeah and they pulled the name out of a hat or whatever they were doing to give it away huh. and they said uh-huh. this is gonna go to jamie burke holder.
4: what yeah nice yeah, was did win?
0: uh gift certificate i think oh awesome yeah nice I was like, I know that, That's dude. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Fantastic. All right. Uh, don't forget to check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. He yep. has risen
0: from the dark cave. He has. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I, just, I, I just had the beginning to heavy metal, the movie, go through my head. Uh. Where, where All you see is stars and a voice says, a shadow will fall over the universe, and evil will grow in its path, and death will come from the sky. Bill, 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 Bill. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Bill, 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 yeah, that's great. Video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
3: so check out Bill Mann's YouTube channel. Where death comes from the sky. Yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Thanks to our listeners, free S guys, and we'll see you next
0: time.
2: See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye Andy. <laughs> Bye. Bye Andy. Art. Bye Andy. Bye more
0: parts. <laughs>
3: You know, put a little effort into some questions ahead of time, if possible.
0: So he sounds like he's like in a freaking factory building Terminator robots. Or I know, something.
3: right? Freaking <laughs> <laughs> picture like, it's like people with sledgehammers
2: like, you <laughs> banging along beef? in the background. Saying, yeah. You
0: hear, all hear all the
2: beeping and shit. All the yeah. mechanics and, and. If the thing tells me I'm at the end of the field, and if I don't pay. Take-
1: the steering wheel
3: is going
2: to
1: drive off. In the of
3: the <laughs>
5: it's like, all oh, right, to drive off into the lake, <laughs> <laughs> to the river. The professors and the program itself is designed so
2: that. Shut up! <laughs> you're properly modulated.
0: Andy, you sound like you're in the NASA, like, Apollo. 3, yeah, he's dude. in Mars. <laughs>
2: yeah, I am. Um, I didn't tell you guys I was going to Mars.
3: No. No. Um, Are you going to do the show for Mars? Oh, you got to do the show for Mars. <laughs>
4: <laughs> alive from the tractor
2: they needed somebody to work on their helicopter they fucked it up mm-hmm. they're me up there
0: yeah and there's there still won't be any intelligent life on Mars
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I get to order a whole bunch of nitro parts here soon shut up
3: yeah, I mean, if you're gonna order a bearing and a ring. Shut up! I need to get a. I need to figure out the Gov thing. I have to take a look at it. I have another chance.
2: One nine.
3: And, and it
0: like keys in, yeah. <laughs>
2: what, what's the 20 on that Pokey Bear? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yep.
0: <laughs> I don't know, dude. Wouldn't you want to be like excited to try? Like, I would. Stop! If you check the
3: system preferences, or I'm not sure if you're on a Mac or PC, but either your system pref, not system prefaces, but your uh, Skype prefaces.